Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. And we're having an illuminating conversation today. Really? Yeah. We're going to start Saturday off illuminating. <laughs> Not Illuminati. Illuminating. You look illuminated, actually. Do I? Yeah. It's the All basking the, in the glow yes, of the lights. Of that uh, fluorescent light. Yeah, slash spotlights or do you floodlights. Know, do you know how many times a second uh, a fluorescent light recycle or cycles? No, I don't. 50. 50, 50 times a second. 50 to 60 times, which is why you don't see it. Right. Because it goes so fast. Until it's starting to go bad. Right. And, and then when they slow down. Slow down. Die, right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, but yeah, when you have that happening, imagine that for an eight hour shift. The flicker would drive me nuts. Well, just imagine. I mean, it, it drives me. You tried me. to work in a room with a bad fluorescent light? Of course light? I have. Of course I have. <sighs> it's terrible. But I having that thing move fifty to sixty times a second, that flicker fifty to sixty times a second actually impacts you anyway. You just don't know it. I mean, the eye fatigue that you get under fluorescent lights is is significant. well, and that was a big thing when fluorescent lights were all the rage, and people were gonna, you know, they were gonna get rid of incandescent light bulbs, and people lost their minds going, "Wait a minute, I can't work in just neon bulbs." Right, it didn't. They drive me nuts. So, I, I don't like the light. Because we're illuminating today, I brought a guest. We are. Yeah. We have an illuminating guest today. Yeah. Matt Shannondor, Mandan Progress Organization out yeah. of Mandan, North Dakota. And uh, Matt, welcome to the Tech Ranch. Hey, thanks for having me. Why does this feel like an episode in the Saturday Night Live? Uh, what is that segment that they do with the, with the gals from uh, Prairie Public or Public Radio? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they were actually the ones that did the sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Sweaty. That's correct. Sweaty. Thank you. Christmas for, time. Yes. You, you just love to just test the, yeah. We won't talk about you know, the other things. If you could do here. a spit take on the radio, I, yeah, someday I'm going to get you to do that. You are. Right when you're taking a drink of water. Right. Just. Yep. Yep. But that was the bit. It certainly feels like it right now again. Yeah. <laughs> But that was the bit. We can be as non-excited as we can about right. that. That's correct. That was the bit. They had a couple others as well. Yeah, but yeah, but that was the one. Remember. That's the one that gets replayed all the, the all time. the time with Alec Baldwin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. funny stuff. Anyway, uh, so Matt, see what you walked into, Matt. Hey, you know what? I know this guy. I know what I walk into when he asks me to come in. Sorry. Yeah. Should we apologize now or now, wait for later? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, he, uh, Matt had uh, um, was instrumental in putting on the most amazing holiday lights uh, event, I guess, in Mandan, North Dakota. Copycat. That's talked about all over the place right Just now. Just saying, what? Who did he copy? Well, your house. Well, no, the Dykeshorn Park thing was. Yeah, former mayor of Bismarck. That I started the. The lights downtown Bismarck. What does that got the, to do with you? I'm just saying. I, this show isn't about you. Yeah, it's, it's about Matt. Copycat. <laughs> okay. I, 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 all right. 
backing up a little bit, full story, a little competition between Bismarck and Mandan, North well, Dakota. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, you have a problem with living in the suburb of Mandan. I don't live in the suburb of Mandan. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I don't even live in <laughs> West Bismarck, which is southeast Mandan. That's right. That's West Bismarck. Yes, that's correct. At least that's what they like to refer to themselves as, those we're, that live there. We're annexing more and more of Bismarck all the time. Oh, is that yeah. what you're doing? Okay. Well, I'm not the mayor anymore, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> For those of you who do not live around where we all three live, uh, there's always been this little competition between Mandan you know and what? Bismarck. It's not just Bismarck and Mandan. P- pick a city across the country where true. there's a sister city right that's right across a river, across a river or, or, a border. A, or a state line. Yep, exactly. Or, yeah, there's there's always that friendly yeah, competition, so, sometimes not so friendly. Yeah, we're probably a little more friendly here than most. Now, when I used to live in the eastern part of North Dakota, the Fargo, West Fargo, Moorhead, Minnesota, not as friendly a competition as Bismarck, Mandan. Grand Forks, East Grand Forks, Minnesota, they get along. Yep. We don't get along in Fargo with people, I guess. We get along well here, I think. But that that rivalry, that rivalry, that's the best thing to call it, is... That's universal. That's anywhere. Yeah. But there are people I know that just sometimes won't cross the river for whatever oh. reason. When I lived in Fargo, and there were people in Moorhead that would not shop in Fargo. Right. They shopped in Moorhead. Yeah. They wouldn't even go work over there. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that rivalry runs deep in a lot of places. Yeah. But through all of that, you and I somehow have bonded, formed a relationship or a friendship. A relationship might be a little too, too you know. Well, you know, it, although you you did refer to sweaty balls a little while ago, so if nothing else, I am the we're gonna we're gonna the king of useless this knowledge. Whole, this whole segment is not very illuminating. Censored. Where where are all the beeps here? Make sure you pronounce it correctly. It's yes, sweaty. Thank you. Sweaty. For that. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness! I just cannot believe I just said that on the air. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to lighting. <laughs> no, there's something Matt, else. I, Matt I, is like, I'm not going to be on this show now. I was up at the He's state. Fa- I, I was the up at the state fair a few years ago. Well, almost ten now. Uh, and they have a food contest, and there was actually one item of food that was really hard to say on the radio. So, I'm so, not, so you're fine. I am fine. Okay, yeah. I appreciate this. Is that. another one of those I'll tell you during the break moments. Okay. <laughs> All right, back to why we're here, oh, yeah. and that would be Matt. So, but yeah, Matt, you had, uh, um, and we're going to get into the technology of this in a little bit. But uh, what I would consider one of the premier light shows I've ever been to, and and as you know, I go to a lot of these because mm-hmm. I'm an illuminated kind of guy. <laughs> I, I glowing, Marlo's glowing. My office actually thinks I have a fetish when it comes to light bulbs. I am not exaggerating when I really? say that. I order light bulbs all the time, and and uh, just to try them out or whatever. And they just all laugh when there's another box that comes in that's got. Light I have bulbs two great big boxes, but it's kind of a mishmash of all kinds of different lights and we're even shapes and configuration. But I, I inherited that from my grandmother when she passed away, yep. and I'm like, well, might be a light bulb in there I need someday. We were even targeted for a while by people that stole our light bulbs off of our building. What? Yeah, absolutely. And I got tired of it one day, so we actually posted the, the security footage, and the footage became known as the, and the guy in it became known as the light bulb bandit. 
And this video literally went viral. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views in our little community here. Cannot make this up. Can't make it up. It's hilarious. Stealing light bulbs. Well, they got expensive. You know, people got worried when President Bush II said no more incandescent light bulbs. We're getting rid of those. Yeah. People got worried. So maybe that was maybe it. Maybe that was the impetus of or, being or, the light bulb or, bandit. Or, 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 <laughs> or maybe the fact that they changed colors. I don't know. Well, that's kind of cool, too. But, but who who steals light bulbs? Did you have any theft issues out there, Matt? No, we didn't. Out where? You, had, you, you didn't you, explain you, to, to what it was, actually. <laughs> we kind of glazed over that, which we tend to do are, are, are you serious? <laughs> Here, let me turn that off. Yeah, Marlo, turn that off, please. <laughs> you did tell everybody we should silence our phones. I did. Right? I, I, yeah. I seem to recall doing that. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Turned off the Wi-Fi instead. So anyway, going yeah. back to the, <laughs> the one thing you need. Uh, going back to the illuminating. Yeah. Yeah. So Amanda in North Dakota had this big illuminating yeah. experience this year. Ex- explain yes. that. What What was it? Well, we uh, we just had the uh, the Dykeshorn Park area in downtown Mandan was redone, and when I uh, came on board with the Mandan Progress Organization, we looked at that space and and my background in in seasonal attraction development really went to a holiday lights kind of an attraction. Say that again, seasonal light development. Seasonal attraction development. Okay. Yeah, and so... Well, I'm familiar with seasonal light disorder, but, <laughs> but I don't think we're talking about that right now. Never, I didn't even know this title existed, Matt. This is good. Yeah, seasonal attractions. Okay. Seasonal attractions. It's, it's a whole thing. Okay. There's, anyway. a po- there's a podcast on it, seasonal attractions. You actually will be able to tell your story. We'll, we'll be yeah, quiet now. That's okay, okay. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, and we're up against the break. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I was... <laughs> so we, uh, you know, we had this park area, and... We had, Mandan has historically had a, a small Holly Lights display downtown, you know, wired frame displays, no different than any other community may have in a small park area that people can drive by and see. And we really jumped into this, this aspect that we have this new park, new walkways, and started to kind of really think about what we could create that would be more of an ex- holiday experience, um, centered around Christmas lights. And, um, in my background in the haunted house industry, uh, I've gone, I would historically have gone to these national trade shows multiple times over. And I've seen those, these big immersive holiday light displays. Um, and so that's where we started the process of, of what could we do in Mandan, North Dakota, that would be completely unique in terms of the type of display. Uh, we know that there are cities that have Holiday light displays. We, you know, we had one in Saratoma Park in the Bismarck side that was a kind of a drive-through and had the moving displays and and things like that. But we really wanted something that people were going to be immersed in, um, walking through, taking pictures with, and creating more of an experience around Christmas lights versus just a drive-by look through the you know foggy windows of that limo that you <laughs> rented to take out. Uh, but you want a more Christmas vacation, so the foggy windows didn't matter. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got out and you got to walk through and and experience it. And so the park was designed in 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 hopes of um, creating something like that. And so we created that as the kind of the the seasonal winter attraction for downtown Mandan, and it it did very well. So as opposed to an event that was a day thing or maybe a couple day thing. This was a whole season 
that brought people down when the weather was good, uh, which you had a little bit of an issue with, and we will get to that in a little bit here too. But but generally, uh, uh, every night you had a, a nice crowd of people coming down, and because of that, you know, helped the businesses in the area. Um, you know, I, I remember a couple times driving down through Man, downtown Mandan, and uh, it, the traffic was even difficult mm-hmm. to navigate. So it was really, really interesting to see uh, all that activity in Mandan. The Tech Ranch. Get ready. Tech Ranch. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. So there's that chair again. All right, if you hear a squeaking in the background, I think Marlo's chair dancing again. I think it's, a, I think it's Matt's chair, it actually. Matt? Maybe it's both of ours. I don't know. <laughs> no, nope, not that. Not <laughs> As the whole, yeah, I think it's my chair. We can hear it on our headphones. Yeah. I, I, so if you hear it at home, just ignore it. Ignore it, yeah. Of course, now that we brought it up, you can't ignore it. That's right. We'll need some, we'll need some OCD oil. OCD would drive me nuts, yeah. so... Sorry. I'll anyway, try not to move too much. All right, Matt. So lots of people came down. Uh, I think before we get into the technology, I want to hear how you handled the weather. Yeah, no, the weather was, um, you know, when we started the project, one of the comments that we got initially from sponsors and partners were, what are you going to do if it get a bunch of snow? And I said, well, you know, historically it doesn't snow till." January. We don't get any big storms and the cold doesn't really come till February. Well, we were wrong with that. <laughs> uh, you were really, really, really wrong. Really, really wrong. Missed it by that, that much. much. That's right. <laughs> I was just, yeah. Yeah, it snowed, got cold, and it stayed. We didn't, we didn't even have, what was it, 150 days between 40-degree days or some crazy thing. So there wasn't even like a January thaw this year. It was no. like just snowed a lot and stayed around and yep. then snowed some more. Yeah, well, you know, we so. got, so, we, you know, with this type of project, we, we ended up setting it up in late October. Right. And it was. Fortunately, right? Fortunately, it yeah. was beautiful out. And uh, we got a lot of comments, you know, people saying, well, geez, why are you setting up Christmas so soon? ridiculous and I said, well it snows you know it can snow in november and no one you can't set it up once the snow hits the ground and uh sure enough we got that you know big blizzard in november and so we had to really get rid of everything but you know we dealt with it the you know the 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 sidewalks and things that we had in the park and the way that we designed it made it uh easy to remove the snow get the snow out of the way that way people could get in front of the displays walk through them that kind of stuff and take pictures um, but I think the snow actually, when we did our grand unveiling, actually helped to really solidify the experience. Um, because just seeing them on there when we had, um, a, a, um, we had a test run towards the Look end of that glowing mound. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's kind of what it was though. Yeah. yeah. At, at some points. Yeah. At some points I had to dig out some stuff. You know, it, it just doesn't have the same effect, right? You know, and and when you have these Christmas lights and there's no there's no snow, right? It's just just grass. Brown grass, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So it did turn out the the uh, the cold did affect us as well. And we had the sub twenty, sub thirty, zero below whatever uh, temps, but we kept we kept everything up and running. So it was uh, it was a good thing, and that and that's the the style behind a seasonal attraction. Um, where it's not a one weekend event, it's just this. It's, it's a theme park model is what we're we're taking. And theme parks do it all the time. I mean, they're running year round, and they're trying to find ways to bring people out back to the theme park. And so they're 
you know, they're running, you know, Halloween events in October, and then they're running Christmas events in in December, and then they run in springtime events. Get people coming back, and those are those themed uh, times of the year are running 40, 50 days at a time. Right. So you and have Christmas in July scheduled yet? I should. I just you. took down the last Christmas display. <laughs> so put them back up. It's going to be time to put them back up. There is. I I, I I I did ask, like, what is that date where it becomes? You just are saying, well, I'm setting up for Christmas now versus tearing right, down for right, Christmas. There, right. There's, there's got to be a date in the year. I got to find what that date well, is. Well, let's, let's hope that you never actually find out. We actually do want to have summer yeah, around right, here. Exactly. Back to regular weather would be great. <laughs> well, so. I actually I came up with this brilliant idea because there's a couple different companies out there in our area that, um, one most notably, that uh, they'll put up the lights and they're LEDs. So you can change the color of the lights for the season. And I got away with not having to put up Christmas lights on our house for my wife this year, which she makes me do, even though she doesn't help when it's really cold, putting them up and tearing but them down. But she makes amazing scotcheroos. So, she does. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it makes up for the lights. I don't know. Anyway, so, I think so. We're doing some work in the house, so yep. we don't have uh, gutters up this year. So there's my excuse to not put up nice. Christmas lights. Nice. But I'm thinking, you know, if I just put them up once and we're done with them, what a great investment. But you know, that's with, the technology of... With the way you can shape lights nowadays, yeah. you should have guttered lights. Gutter lights. Right. That would then be... Your gutters would be LED lights. Oh. You don't have to put anything on them. You would just turn all the gutters into turn LED lights. Turn the gutter lights. on. There you go. Wouldn't that be clever? Gee, another and, brilliant idea by Marlo that will never get followed up on. Oh, is that a lot? Wow. <laughs> you bring it up all your t- all the time yourself. I, I that's in it's an idea we're because you're busy. We're, yeah, I, we're, it, we're, we're we're sharing the idea because you're wild. busy. Somebody wants to take that idea. We that's a great have, idea. We actually. always have at least one good idea that comes out of the tech ranch every week for a business. So actually, it is a good idea. If somebody were to come up with a gutter that would that you could turn into, uh, you know, instead of attaching the lights, the gutter itself yeah, is, is the, the lighting light. unit. Yeah. That's actually That's a doable brilliant. thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, back to Matt's lighting. <laughs> it's going to be here for an hour and not even get a story out. Gee, it uh, sounds like a typical show between pretty us. Much, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, all right. So you basically created a holiday selfie experience. Pretty much, yeah. 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 You know, we, we, was that purposeful for you? It was purposeful. Okay. It was part of the, the experience model of you know that's less geared towards an event you know when we have events it's more about what's happening at the event you're watching a concert you're eating food you're you're doing these types of things and with the holiday lights everything's static you know so you've got to create an environment that gets people to interact in there whether it's individuals couples families whatnot and so the holiday lights really the the types of displays that we went after were the ones that would capture the most attention for a photo You'd want it in the background. You'd want it to be, you know, where your family photo takes place. And and and, and we were very successful because after our first weekend of opening, I think every profile picture on on Facebook had changed. And if you, li- if you like lights. to get your Christmas cards done early, then October was a great time to do that. Yeah, there were a lot of people that went out there in October and, and November just to get take pictures. The pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, that actually is a good idea. You should just light it up one night just for the idea of getting your holiday holiday uh, pictures uh, pictures done. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of them do it on the the big grand opening yeah. night, and then they went and got them printed because yeah. 
Uh, there were a lot of people out there, and we had, we even had families that had brought in photographers with. That's pretty cool. That came out and were, yeah. were doing pictures. So it was all about that kind of immersive, kind of connected experience, and that's really what we were going for. We knew we'd have a lot of people. We knew we'd have the the fire pits and the hot chocolate, and that all added to it. But the lights were the kind of the the, the showcase, and that was where each piece was picked to be that type of display that. So you want to take pictures in. So do you think it would have been that popular if it wasn't because of the opportunity to take selfies? I'm just curious how you feel about that. I, I think it was popular because it was that it was the walk around experience. You know, we, we, we have a, you know, there's a, there's a private home in Bismarck that's been doing that right. for quite a few years right. where people can get out, they walk through the yard, they take, you know, pictures and, and they kind of get in, in with the displays and, Myself coming from a haunted house industry, that's what makes a haunted house really successful is, is, is you're within that experience, you're within those scenes, you're connected with that type of space. And, and you know, the drive-by ones have been really popular, the parking lot displays, those types of things. But as technology has changed and LEDs and, and the types of lights and displays that we have and how they're created have created opportunity to make these 3D type of displays that really attract people that want to come out. If we would have just had the park, I think they would have naturally got out and taken pictures. The selfies were basically an enhancement to what was going on. The Tech Ranch. Super chill. Don't miss a minute of The Tech Ranch as we explore the cutting edge of tech with Marlo and Steve. For more exclusive content, visit thetechranch.com. So do you think that the lighting display could have happened where it was at if it wasn't LED lights? If it was like the old style lights that took all that extra energy? Because LED lights run at like 90% less, you know, they're they're 90% more efficient than regular lighting, right? So I'm curious what you think. I mean, was, was the infrastructure in place for you to even run all those lights if it had not been for LEDs? Well, it's a little bit of both. You know, when the new park was put in, there was an extensive amount of electrical added into it. Okay. So that that was a, a really big help. Um, but we didn't have to run, you know, we could run multiple displays on one line. And, and one of the things that we had, you know, when we were looking at our power setup and how we're going to, you know, plug all these things in, we were using um, a 16-gauge lamp cord, um, outdoor lamp cord, and just we were running through the thing and then we'd put plug clips on them and that would be the plug that they would plug in. So we were really just running power to each one and had just four or five sections of them versus the old rope light ones that we still are using. We had to have dedicated power lines going to, cause they were still drawing a lot of that power. Much more power. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the LEDs were great. And then on the power consumption side with an attraction versus just a setup where you just turn it on, um, you know, we weren't having it go all night long. So it was more of a, you know, five to 10 was this attraction time frame, And that also helped with the model. It helped with less um, vandalism because we would just, the lights would go off at 10, a, 10 p.m. The gates to the park would close and we didn't, you know, you wouldn't see people walking around there at 2 a.m. So you didn't have to worry about the light bulb bandit. That's, yeah, exactly. Yes. That's really too bad, actually. It would have been fun to get some footage of the light bulb bandit you know, going after the Christmas lights. Maybe Christmas not. Light, yeah. Maybe not. You know. Um, so my question is: the uh, big success this year, right? Mm-hmm. So you plan on doing it again next year? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Are you taking requests? Because there was one display I did not see that would have been a great selfie. Cousin Eddie 
in the front yard, draining the septic tank. And just, <laughs> that, that'd be a great selfie. Well, we could just get you set up to do that. You kind of look I've like got the hat. You do. I've got the hat. I'm sure we could find an old RV. Right. There we go. I'm in. You could park it in the back lot behind uh, Dykstrom Park. And uh, added security for the light do you want some? Do you want some of those white shoes as well? Ooh, you got... I think I have, have a pair of those. Yeah. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> Just saying. Do they change We're colors? Gonna, Are they LED? I, well, no. They but could we be. We could make that happen. There's all kinds of things you can do with LEDs now. So, well, is Matt shaking his head yes over here? Practical application. Uh, if my wife would have, because our master bedroom and bathroom one circuit, my wife had the uh, hair dryer on and TV and all the lights were on and until I switched them out to LED, we'd pop breakers every now yeah. and then. Doesn't happen with LED lights because that drain with the ceiling lights, that would that's a big hit. So I, a lot of people might not know this, but, and I'm just going to ask both of you, do you think you use more things with electricity or less things with electricity than you did eight years ago, 10 years ago? I think more things. Okay. Absolutely more. Yeah. You, you and I have had this discussion yeah, yeah. about smart houses yeah. and just the electricity that a, a smart house, when everything is connected, that connection takes electricity. So if you ever look at, electrical consumption in the United States and in the world as a whole from like 1950 to now, it's like this, I won't say straight up, but like a 60 degree angle mm -hmm. going up on a, on a, on a graph, right? Well, then about 2013, 2014, it levels off and you can't let that deceive you because what happened is that was when the conversion from or two LEDs started to take right. place. So that conversion of lighting had a significant impact on the amount of electricity that we use, but that conversion is getting close to done now. I mean, we're in one office that hasn't converted yet, <laughs> which is why I was talking about no. LED lighting. Um, but, you know, we'll have to have a talk to the the people in power around yeah. here. Get Management, out. yeah. I mean, even in a studio like this, the amount of light, the light that's flickering, and it also has that kind of buzz to it, right? Fluorescents always have that frequency. Well, and if you think if you're in a studio, that buzz would be interference. That's correct. So, so there's a lot of dampening that goes into the broadcast side correct. of things that, because of that interference that lights produce. Again, we should have a discussion. We should have a talk. Yeah. You, need you know a guy? Talk. Might know a guy. How okay. about you? All right. Yeah. Matt yeah. knows two guys. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Uh, so... You know, because of that, you know, the, the power consumption in the country has leveled off, but now it's starting to go back up again. because the connectivity of, yeah. of things. Well, everything is just being connected everywhere. Everything is getting plugged in. Um, well, I and, think of my house. I, you know, I got kids in school, and there's, you know, they each have an iPad that they bring home. So we have an actual charging counter right. with two hubs that have probably 20-some USB chargers on it to plug phones. <laughs> How long before that entire counter is just a charging mat. Yeah, exactly. Not large even, scale. Large not, scale. Not even that far away. There mm -hmm. are conference tables now that have this. Mm -hmm. You know, you go in and you set your, your phone down on the conference table and it just wirelessly charges your phone. Yeah, this is starting to happen. Um, even in casinos, I'm a little concerned about this because there's a... Um, there's a security side of that. There's a little bit of a security side to this, but but as you're playing the slot machine, there's actually a, a place to put your smart device on that'll charge your smart device while you're sitting there. So 
I suppose the thinking is is that if you're low on power, uh, that you can charge your device while you're here, as opposed to leaving the slot machine and them sucking another hundred bucks out of you. Mm-hmm. So, but it charges very slow. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. So it's interesting. Gotta keep you at that machine. That's right. That's right. But there is so. There is, and I forget the term of uh, what we're about ready to talk about here, but it is a form of identity theft. So if you go into a place, for example, that um, and you you plug your phone into uh, a power jack, or you know they have these displays around that that will have dangling about mm-hmm. ten cords off of them. You can plug it in for a quick charge, like in an airport or a convenience store or whatever. Uh, you shouldn't do that. Well, mm-hmm. that's been a big push uh about two three weeks ago i another story out in the news it's been around for a long time it has a cybersecurity perspective but for some reason just recently making national news uh mutual friend of ours john nagel who works in cybersecurity him and i had a long conversation on that and he's like absolutely do not uh, utilize those cords now you can use your own cord yes and, and plug into yes. a charging like a, a usb because i asked him most notably you'll see uh at airports yeah and he's like don't use the cord and, and the technology has gotten so microscopic on such a small there could be anything on there Yep. Or within that cord, yep. use your own cord. Yep. You use absolutely your cord. use your own cord. And even the better scenario is if you have a little charging block with you to yeah. plug that right into the wall. And, a regular and, socket. Yeah, yep, and, and do that. But but the same is true with light bulbs. You don't need to have all that space in a light bulb anymore either. I mean, and you're starting to see light bulbs that are coming out. Actually, it's been around for a, few, a little while, but um, cameras in light bulbs, motion sensors in light bulbs. Yeah. You don't actually have to have add-ons for these things anymore because they have all this extra room within the light bulb. A couple of years ago, I walked by my neighbors and his lights came on. I'm like, I don't see a no motion sensor. Motion yeah. sensor. Yeah. What? It's like I, I can talk to him. It's like oh, it's the light bulb. Yeah. Order them online. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Then don't I went locally and I couldn't find them locally, but he got them online. Yeah. So when you were setting up the the display or when you were you were in you know conceiving the idea and and pitching it around to the people that you needed to to raise money for it or whatever did the subject of led actually come up where you weren't going to need to have this massive power supply to to run this display um it didn't really come up specific i think it was mostly assumed that they would be you know led lights okay. and, and things like that um, cause most people, I think most people, their questions were what type of display and, 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 and when they saw pictures of it, you know, they're kind of like, well, how big is this? How the size of it in the, in the scope of the displays versus what we've seen, you know, from a, you know, a big box store or something like that, where you go buy something. Um, but led was definitely on our list of, of things that we wanted to do to just make it more efficient. Um, our biggest, our biggest obstacle going into it. And we had talked early on was, you know, how do we turn everything on and off? You know, that was our biggest, right. Our biggest struggle. <laughs> did you I get act- a clapper? I, I wish. Think, I actually think we talked about this at one time, didn't we? We did. We did. We talked about, would be. we talked about what is available and even the company that we worked with that sets up light displays all over the country. They didn't even have a solution. That's they, interesting. They didn't have a solution. And so we, I started to just play around with things and, and we actually did come up with a solution and it was a couple of two different parts. One of it was that we happened to get Wi-Fi in the park. 
um, from our building, which protected Wi-Fi over both parks. And then um, I was working with the the company that did the the building lights, and they had um, Wi-Fi controllers that controlled those to a, a anywhere app, basically. And um, that app was able to attach the the Wi-Fi controller, the the light controller, on each building to a central hub via any type of Wi-Fi, whether it's our building or the library or, or whichever Wi-Fi we want to attach into. And, and that actually was then able to be controlled via an app to turn them all on, turn them all off, make them sync, do their design, dance, whatever we wanted to do with those specific building lights. And so I did some, started to do some research on, you know, who has a device out there that can do the same thing. And we went, and Amazon obviously had a device that, was a smart plug, an outdoor smart plug, that we were able to program into the different Wi-Fi connections throughout the park, the library, the different buildings, and tie them all into a central app-based system to turn them on and off. Um, I'm pretty sure we overloaded that system pretty good. Um, <laughs> at at the, its height, I think we had 75 individual wow. plugs programmed into that under different sections of the park. Um, you could much more cost effective than 75 timers. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Much more. And it, and, and, and it worked out really well because we could turn it on and off when we wanted. And we also just programmed them to a timer. So when we had the big blizzard and the, the weather and we couldn't even get down there, the system still turned on and turned off at the normal times it was supposed to, um, which actually was, was really helpful. And then we could actually monitor it from our from our app, and we would see which devices were not turning on, uh, which devices didn't hit the Wi-Fi uh, type of thing. And so that, on the tech side of things, was really, really innovative because we just didn't know. There's no switches on these plugs out in the park, so you're either tripping, you're either going to the breaker and turning them all off, turning them all on, and they're not on the power sensors where the other light poles are in the park and stuff like that. So that that was one obstacle that we we struggled with and we had talked about it and well the other side of that too is you start thinking it's like okay if one doesn't come on it's like okay why much easier to track that issue mm -hmm. down than okay is it the breaker is it a cord it did moisture get in there right. do i have a bulb out somewhere you know from a tracing the issue perspective that's a lot simpler yep. Well, and you, and you think about, you know, your experience now to maybe a homeowner, right? And, you know, you're talking about timers. You really don't need the don't timer need timers anymore. anymore. No, you can just go out and get these devices. I'm still thinking the, the illuminated gutters. I you haven't got past that yet. No, I haven't because I hate putting up Christmas lights and taking them down. Well, I'll tell you what. After I get past, you know, the project that we, you and I are working on my right ladder's now. ladder's this much too short. And so then, I have to stand on my tiptoes. And we have, we have our snow removal project that we're working on as well. Once we get past those two, we'll get to light bulb or gutters that light up by Maybe themselves. that's why my wife increased our life insurance for me. Christmas and, lights. And Maybe that's why she wants me to put and, up the Christmas and, lights. And bought you short ladders. <laughs> just just long enough for you to get we to the We might be onto something here. Yes, yes. But short enough that they'll fall. I can see that. Or after it snows. And she suggests that you go up onto the yeah, roof now. Get out there the, and yeah. get up on the... Yeah. I don't go on the roof. Don't you? Ever? No. No, well, not for Christmas not for, lights. Yeah. I did that for a few years. And there was a time I looked down 40 feet and I'm like, you know what? 
this is insane. <laughs> I am not going <laughs> to crawl out here anymore to put up that last light. I'm sorry. I'm oh, not come on, do Clark. That. I felt like that, too. I felt like that, too. I knew, though, if I fell off that part of the of the house, I don't know, that, that might hurt a little bit by the time I hit the ground. Just saying. I've fallen from ladders and things before, but that's a little high up. Did you wind up hanging on the gutter? You know, if we we need to invent uh, a jacket that when you're working on the roof or something that when you're when you're when it senses you're falling Poof. that it, yeah like a puffer fish yes exactly right a puffer fish jacket I wonder if we could get Stay Puffed involved with that I bet we could <laughs> Stay Puffed jacket maybe Charmin <laughs> how about Charmin Charmin could do that right <laughs> any of them with could, like right? the little kid from Christmas Story <laughs> that'd be too funny wrapped all up in I can't paper. you move my arms. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk. Thus on the Tech Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. All right. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> I lost my train of thought for what my next question was. Oh is my it goodness. because the Journey song is still wandering through your head? Yeah, when the lights go down in the city, that's yeah. exactly what it is, you know. Um all right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I hate this when this happens. You know, especially when you're on the air, this is even more embarrassing. Being Marlo Anderson. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm still stuck on the gutter talk, I guess. He's thinking about it. That could be called gutter talk. No. Well, maybe. Gutter lights. Gutter lights is better. Yeah. Yeah. See, now we're all talking <laughs> about that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm over gutter, it. Gutter lights. Actually, that's, that's a good name for it, too. It is. Perfect name. Oh, my goodness. I wonder how much more they would be. How much more do you think people would pay if your gutters did actually light up via, you know, you just Wi-Fi them? You so, can, our, well, our lights on the buildings were, you know, they're, they're LED puck lights that are in a metal sheeting. Okay. That went around. So, almost like a, it's like a gutter material. Yeah. They paint it and whatnot. Yeah. And they're just spaced apart and they just go, you know, throughout the whole buildings. I think they were, if I want to remember correctly, like a hundred something feet. Okay, what it was to have that installed on the building. So not cheap. Not cheap, but I mean, if you're already putting gutters on, and you know, you've got. And how big is the sheet though? What you were putting the, up? The piece was uh, maybe an inch high. Okay. And then, and the the diameter of the light was, I think, three quarters inch. But I mean, you think about. I'm thinking through this invention here now. I mean, first of all, change the colors anytime you want. Mm-hmm. You know. July fourth, red, white, and blue. And we can Easter. do it. Yeah, and, and with the system that we're using, you can do anything to the lights. You can make them flicker. You can make them chase. You can make them uh, fade in and out. You can make them sparkle. Can you make words out of them? No, you can't do words. See, that's what I was thinking about gutter lights, right? So you put a, like an actual like screen on it. Well, you, you wouldn't put a screen, but you know, you you can set it up in such a way. I mean, I have I have the uh, the Christmas lights from um, I'll think of the company name in a second. They're incredible, and and uh, it maps each individual light. It gives each individual individual light an IP address, mm-hmm. and then within that, um, so I could say, "Hey, Steve," or "Merry Christmas, Steve," or whatever I wanted to on my Christmas tree. It's incredible! Oh, yeah. Wow, well, yeah. We so, the, so the, one of the displays that we brought in uses that technology. Yes. Um, it was a it was this an RGB digital light. Um, light strings but they're able to to net them so we netted them in front of the 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 band stage that's out there in the park 
And then from that point, they were able to program in certain um, programs into it, display light programs into it, that if you hit a button, it would change. So on a very elementary level, you know, each light was programmed into this system. Right. Well, what if that, that was further interactive, though, to where you could go, Merry Christmas from the Andersons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then take your selfie in well, front the, of it. You oh, can. yeah, you could do you, that. You yeah. could. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, closer those, the closer those pixels are together. That's correct. You can do that. So we... When I was at the uh, the Halloween attra- or the Christmas attraction show in St. Louis in February, they actually had a 50 foot tree that had pixels that were very close together, and you could program that entire tree to do whatever. It could say a message. It could have it had snowmen flying around it. It had yep. fireworks going off on it, or or a photograph, or a you photograph. Could take a photograph and yep. do that, and yep. they could put it on there because the pixels were so close yeah. together in it that you could just you could run anything. It was like a big digital TV show. I'm just thinking how cool it was back when I was little and my grandmother had this big aluminum Christmas tree and the light wheel behind it. Yeah. So that's what changed the reflection off the aluminum tree to Which all the different cool. colors. Mm-hmm. It was very it cool was very at cool. the time. Yeah. yeah. I love that tree. Yeah. Still cool today, actually, when you think about it. But but from a technology perspective to that to today, wow. Well, they've come a little far. Well, anybody we? listening to the program... Uh, just go to thetechranch.com. Our contact information is on there. If you want to partner with us for gutter lights, Matt, <laughs> Steve, and myself would be happy to be, uh, I don't, I wouldn't say major partners, but you know, give us, give us 10 or 15% each for the idea. Um, and what do you have to make those out of? Some type of aluminum, plastic, probably a polymer of some kind. Some sort of polymer. Yeah. Should, should I 3D print some? You could. I could. And you then could 3D print seamless, seamless gutters. Yeah, and then embed some lights in there just to play around with it a little bit. We could do that and see how that goes. We well, could. The LED strip lights can get pretty small. You know, and I have a bunch of those, too, laying around. Yeah, so. That's what they run in um, They run in rope lights now. Yeah. Because so, the rope lights used to have the little, you know, the bulb that's nodes right. in them. But the new rope lights that we got on some of the displays are actually just they're just an LED strip inside right. the well, rubber much, case. And they're much better. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's not like a bunch of, you know, the only reason that the rope lights worked okay was because the light would, you know, radiate out yep. from the middle in that plastic sheave type of thing, right? These LED strips, they got hot, so though. many lights. Oh, yeah. Those they first generation hot. ones, they well, got very hot. They're not yeah. LEDs. No. no. And I've seen the rope, the plastic yep. tube that oh, yeah. is the rope. Melt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen some of those, or or they get black because they're mm-hmm. you know melting or whatever. So yeah, yeah, gutter lights. There you go. We have literally started a whole thing here. Who would have thought Christmas lights and gutter lights? <laughs> we have a thing, <laughs> but it's not just Christmas lights. No, I mean you could theme your house to whatever. It's your kid's no. birthday. Well, we've already done that in downtown. You know the lights. You know the the, the historic buildings that we put them on. Yep. Um, as part of the downtown corridor. We had them going for St. Patrick's Day. We had them going for Easter. We're going to have them here in the next couple of weeks for National Travel and Tourism Week. They're going to be red. Um, and so it, 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 the, the way that they can be programmed, too. You I know, thought Mandan I, got rid of its red light district. <laughs> Matt's back. Okay. Right. Back. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. <laughs> hey, we're, we're an event community. Well, there you go. Funny. <laughs> Yeah, so you can you can uh, get the the park all lit up with whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did well. We did yellow and white lights for the um, National Day 10th that's anniversary right. thing. Remember? That's right. And that all, popcorn we controlled all the buildings that way as yep. well. And so, yep. I mean, with Wi-Fi connections, they they can all interact with each other. And 
And our goal down the road is to get some more of the interaction displays into the park. We want to bring a tunnel in um, with the same RGB-controlled programmable lights, but to have a 100-foot tunnel that you can walk through, and, and it, it's doing different designs above you and around you. And, and that, again, is going to be one of those really core photo so selfie moments because yep. you got that light behind you moving around um, to do those different things. And so, What would security like that look like, though? Because I'm, I'm thinking nowadays, especially kids mischievous they want to hack something and put up dirty words oh. on the <laughs> of course you're going there <laughs> that's what i would have done if i was that's, that age that, that's that's because you're thinking of gutter lights oh, yeah, okay, that's it. <laughs> i'm in the gutter light still well i think the you know the ones that we had they're all programmed on an internal controller so you're not logging into the actual program ah. the program is an sd card type of system that you're pulling off and then you're programming and then putting it into the system. So you can't, can't access it remotely via Wi-Fi or anything like that. Gotcha. So, so interesting, interesting. Yeah. So I think the, uh, so the park, the new park display will be up. Uh, you're going to, uh, like the day after Thanksgiving, is that the tradition yeah, the, the, now? Or? The tradition is going to be the Friday after Thanksgiving. We're okay. going to have our big grand lighting that night and that will lead into the Santa's arrival, which is one of our more traditional long running events on Saturday during the day. And then, yeah, we were running it every single night throughout the holiday season, December and into the new year. But we saw 24,000 people last year. I'm thinking we're going to see 30,000, 35,000 well, next year. Well, uh, if the weather is you know, <laughs> a little bit better. Yeah, we'll right. So that's, yeah. that's incredible when you think about how bad the weather was. Um, and, and again, I think, you know, some evenings there were certainly even traffic jams in downtown Mandan, which is great to see. If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Welcome to May 6th, 2023 on the National Day Calendar. Today, we celebrate good stuff for free and dedicated nurses. Your heart performs 365 days a year without missing a beat. So isn't it fair to give back to the hardest working organ in your body? Million Hearts is an organization that's dedicated to preventing 1 million cases of heart disease and stroke in the next five years. Visit their website, millionhearts.hhs.gov, to find out how to take care of your ticker. That's millionhearts.hhs.gov. If you haven't been paying attention to the exploits of your favorite masked heroes, today is the day to get caught up. Each year on the first Saturday of May, comic book stores around the country give away free issues of their most in-demand titles. This tradition began in 2001 when superheroes began to appear on the big screen. Publishers realized that casual fans had questions about their favorite heroes and decided that this could help to build business. On free comic book day, you can drop in and pick up a limited edition of anything from the Avengers to Archie Comics. This year, there's over 40 titles to choose from, so get out and support your local comic book store. You might find a new favorite hero or villain to cheer for. Go villains! 
In the midst of the Civil War, an unlikely hero emerged. This person was not a soldier or even a politician. Clara Barton, a trained nurse, was working as a patent clerk when she decided to leave her civilian post to serve in the conflict. She attended the sick and injured troops on both sides of the front line, bringing food and medical attention wherever it was needed most. This earned Clara Barton the unofficial distinction of being an angel of the battlefield. She went on to found the American Red Cross and is celebrated today in both the North and the South. On National Nurses Day, we celebrate the hard work and dedication of the people on our front lines today. And that is one tough job. Oh, I can't even imagine. No, Good not Lord. in those circumstances, but even now, I think nurses have a pretty heroic job. Yeah, well, let's just put nurses on the covers of the comic books, and then we go get free comic books. KLXX AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the VIEW Community Credit Union Studio. The latest from ABC News, I'm Daria Albinger. For the first time in 70 years, Britain crowns a king and a queen. Cheering crowds as King Charles III and his wife Queen Camilla stepped out onto the balcony of Buckingham Palace following their historic coronation Saturday, a military flypass marking the moment. Charles, Britain's 40th monarch to be crowned at Westminster Abbey and at 74 the oldest, flanked by his son and heir, Prince William, and other working members of the royal family. Notably absent from the balcony shot, the king's other son, Prince Harry, who flew in from California for the coronation ceremony but reportedly returned immediately to the U.S. for his son's fourth birthday. Claire Bauer, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. A Chicago police officer shot and killed in the line of duty on the city's south side early today. Mayor Lori Lang I've directed the superintendent to spare no expense to make sure that we find the people responsible for this and bring them to justice. CPD says a fellow officer responding to reports of gunfire found his colleague at the scene and took her to the hospital where she died. The National Action Network once charges filed against a veteran who put a mentally ill man in a chokehold on a New York City subway train. The man who was restrained, Jordan Neely, later died. A violent night on the University of Iowa campus. Iowa City Police say multiple victims were stabbed near campus early in the morning, with three victims taken to a hospital with wounds but are expected to recover. Police say there was a large fight that led to the stabbings, and they spent hours searching for a suspect. After the stabbings, the university encouraged students to stay vigilant and avoid the area. Police are calling the stabbings isolated but say they are still investigating. Derek Dennis. ABC News. Another retail chain has filed for bankruptcy. The Christmas tree shop says it plans to keep most of its stores open, closing just 10 underperforming locations. This is ABC News. Super Talk 1270, Bismarck area weather. With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, showers and a high near 59. Tonight, showers likely 45 and a chance of showers Sunday, otherwise mostly cloudy and 60. Partly sunny Monday, highs in the mid-60s. will jump to around 70 with mostly sunny skies on Tuesday and 73 Wednesday. Are you behind on your tax payments? Call Tax Solutions now for help. 800-281-8193. Currently 53 degrees. The end of the road with KISS. Here is the next code for your chance to attend this historic concert in December. Boots. B-O-O-T-S. Boots. Enter that code into the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app now. It's the end of the road with Kiss on Super Talk 1270. 
News, talk, and sports for Bismarck Mandan. Super Talk 1270. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. So, Matt, have you seen these... Uh drone displays you know where they light up the sky and spell guru of geek marlo anderson in the, in the sky have you seen them? i've seen the displays i have not seen them say that oh but i have seen that them. is popular well we just had one in north dakota with uh, train nd yeah yeah up in Williston uh, last, up in Williston year. last yeah. year kenley yeah. nebaker and, yeah. and they put on a, a drone light display yeah, that made national news it was fantastic yeah it's kind of becoming a thing nationally it is becoming instead a thing of fireworks yeah yeah, it's a, it's a, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's a replacement to fireworks, but it no. certainly is an enhancement or a different experience. But if you take a look at a situation, say you're in a drought or a dry area and you have to skip the fireworks show because of safety concerns, right. why not? Mm-hmm. Well, money would be one. I mean, they're significantly more expensive to do than, you know, you can, you can buy a lot of fireworks for $10,000. You can buy three drones for ten thousand dollars. So you can't just hook some thing. lights up to my little RC <laughs> helicopter when I was little. And let's borrow some of uh, Matt's strings of lights, and we'll oh, hook there we two, go. You know, two or three drones, and put them up in the sky, and see what we can do with that. There you go. We could spell things. We could spell things one letter at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an M. Give me an A. <laughs> Give me an R. <laughs> but they are incredible. They are. And, uh, I mean, the things that, that are possible, I mean, I, I just opened up a couple of uh, um, pictures here. You know, not that everybody else can see these, but um, some of this stuff is just unbelievable. Uh, they'll put up 500 or 1,000 drones, and, of course, my, my image is not going to open up here, but there we go. And, yeah, I mean, just just absolutely, absolutely incredible displays. And you can spell things out or whatever, but you can you can do graphic images in the sky i mean you could have santa claus coming in on rain or with reindeer and the and the whole bit it's just it is incredible yeah so. no it's it, yeah it would it is it is a new technology that's just it's phenomenal in terms of the the artistic part of it you know you don't really and the same thing with the holiday lights you know you you don't really sometimes don't pair that tech the tech side of things with kind of the the, the art and in in design and yep. when you look at the holiday lights, you know, you look at a design of a Christmas box that's 17 feet high and you can walk through, you know, you, you don't really visualize it with the lights. And when you pair it all together, all of a sudden you've got this kind of really unique piece in there. Well, I always, uh, um, I'm sure you're familiar with STEM and steam, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, the steam part, the A part of that is art. Mm-hmm. And I, I always kind of get i won't say i get upset about it but i wish they would just use steam yep because all of this tech that we're developing nowadays 
doesn't even hardly exist if we don't have the art element to it. Yep. It's true. I mean, the graphical user interface that comes on a computer screen, for example, I mean, if it wasn't for the art part of this, all it would be would be you know, numbers and and letters, basically. Well, I'll take that back a step further. It's not so much about the quote-unquote term art. It's the creativity that goes into right. that, which... Right. A little broader perspective for art. It's about creativity. Yep, and I would I would guarantee you that the displays that Matt uh, put in the in the park uh, or the community of Mandan. I guess I can't let you take one hundred percent of the credit, uh, but you know a lot of it is good. Uh, but <laughs> you didn't let Marlo participate with any of that. No, did you? okay. No. He was he, smart that way. Yeah, good call. Very good call. Because <laughs> there would have been more power. More gadgets, I guarantee you that. Somebody would have stole the light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. But somebody has to come. You know, there's the person who engineers these things, you know, or, or thinks about, you know, what an LED light bulb looks like. But they don't think that's not the same person that goes and thinks, hey, this this would be really cool as a Christmas tree or a Christmas uh gift that uh, that's 17 feet tall that a person can walk into and take a photo of they're not thinking of this stuff it's the art people the creative people that are doing this thing yep. you know but it, so for so for creative people it's a tool it's it's you know what do you what what can i do with light today that i can create something out of right like gutter lights what can i do with that <laughs> create something cool and neat you find yourself way too amusing today <laughs> it's just me what <laughs> I'm in a better than better mood than normal. I you guess, are. So. You're in an odd mood. I'm in an odd Mar- mood Marlo's today. Marlo's in an odd I place today. I will not argue that. It's been a very very interesting week for me. So. Well, and you got a very interesting week coming up too. So it's, it's a lot of that. I've had some great meetings. I should. I, You're I, busy. I should. Should I? Should I? Should I spill the news? I haven't done this in a long time. But well, let, let's let's do that a little bit later. Oh come on, Matt wants lights. to know. Well, we'll, we'll oh, wait. Oh, you're going to let everybody... Okay. We're going to let them hang. All right. I do have some interesting news. Like a Christmas light on a tree. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're going to let them hang. A little little later in the program, I have an (laughs) interesting announcement to make. Do I need to write that down so you don't forget it? And in fact, maybe... That would be a yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be a yes. And and, and, uh, maybe maybe at least one interesting announcement with Matt, you know, with National Day Calendar and Buggies and Blues, that we should probably talk about a little bit before you leave today. Yeah, I was just talking about Buggies and Blues folks today and yeah there's some cool stuff coming up there is yes. what do we have coming up for buggies and blues it's the 30th anniversary no 30 years yeah no yep i have volunteered that long are you kidding me no it's 30 years i was on i was not at the first one i was at the first one so that's 10 years per strand of hair on your head pretty much but i have volunteered every year since that's crazy yep no 30 years and it's uh yeah it's, and you know it's it's a it's a really cool staple event in mandan and, and it's it's created its own culture that that kind of comes around it and and falls behind so we got a lot of unique things happening with it this year we you know we've got the normal car show uh we're, we're bringing back our second year of the big block party on saturday night uh, we've got a band called shirts and skins out of minneapolis they'll be performing saturday skins night. skins <laughs> Steve, stop looking at me that way. No, no, not happening. He's going to put his shirt on me anyway. <laughs> we could cover you in LED lights. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So we got that. And then um, 
We've got a feature act, um, Steve Darnell, um, host of Welder Up. I thought you were going to say Steve Bakken for a second. <laughs> Church. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's he's coming up from Las Vegas and bringing a couple of his uh, rat rod cars up there and his um, El Diablo um, semi truck. Speaking of tech. Yeah, yeah, that's all cool. this tech that he's that he yeah. uses to build this stuff. It's yeah, it's going to be really yeah. cool. So we're yeah. excited to have him up here for the 30th anniversary. He'll be around the whole weekend um, at the Speedway at the Hammerdown Truck Show, um, and then on Sunday at Buggies and Blues at the Car Show, stuff like that. So yeah, we got great stuff there. I have we to have to sneak the tech stuff in there, by the way, because we are on the tech ranch, you know. Yeah. So yeah. But, well, hey, the tech. But, well, hey, speaking of tech stuff, though, this year we're hosting a special section. Yes, and this is kind of what I wanted to get to. Yes, and it's going to be dedicated to anything that's uh, electric. You know, um, so we've got a couple electric vehicles that'll be on display, um, electric scooters, bikes. Um, really different things like that that will all be on kind of have on you display on trial uh, flying car yet no but i have have you seen the scooter i use for buggies and blues it's no. kind of it, it's made by schwinn and uh it's like a skateboard and a bike combo okay. so it's got the handlebars like a bike but you push on it like a skateboard and everybody everybody wants to buy this thing for me all the time well, I'm electrifying it this year. Hey, you have a there you go. Basket on the I should front. put one on there too. Yes. And a flag on the back. Yes. So we can always find Marla. The flag on the back might be kind of tough because it's a smaller wheel on the back because it's really like a skateboard on the yeah, back. You just but go it's through a the skateboard. The, I suppose I, it's possible. Of course, I my, my neighbor builds electric skateboards. Like really, the big long. 35, 40 miles an hour, he buzzes all over town. With I wonder them. how fast mine is. I just got one. He's got one that'll do 60. I'm like, you're going to die. So is it a skateboard or a longboard? It's like a long, longer skateboard. So, so they're called longboards. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I might know who you're talking about because I, I see. Does he commute to work with it? No. Okay. No. There's one gentleman no, that just... commutes to work from Mandan to Bismarck on the bike trails using his longboard. Oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah. But it's electric, so he's able to... It takes him about 20 to 30 minutes, he said, to get there, you know, which isn't too bad, I guess. Uh, but but really, 40 to 60 miles an hour? Yeah. Well. Yeah, his wife upped his health insurance or life insurance as well. <laughs> There's a gentleman out on the golf course, too, that has uh, something that he modified that he rides around on uh, that's got his golf clubs on the back, which I think is just Well, you've genius. seen the little electric, uh, they're like a motorcycle. They have them up at Hawk Tree that you put these. your golf bag in between and you ride it like a motorcycle on the course. really yeah haven't seen that electric hmm. Very can we cool. bring that too yeah you know all anything right. anything right. electric hawk tree you better have a couple of those down at the buggies and blues we'll give now. them a call okay let's see if they bring them down yeah okay. no we're it's, it's gonna be a cool display it'll be you know highlighting it's electric and wheels it, it, well yeah, speaking have, of wheels yeah. so uh, you know we have a tire place that's bringing over wheels that are specially designed for electric vehicles apparently there is special tires this I did not know. I did not know this either, but apparently there are special tires that are designed for electric vehicles. I wonder why that is. Are they lighter? Do they have to grip better because they go faster? I don't know. Racing slicks? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Well, you'll have to come down to Buggies and Blues. And I guess well, it's got to be something to do with the torque. So it has it's to be. Yeah. perform better because of the torque with an electric because, vehicle. Because, I mean, you know, the performance side of electric vehicles is off the hook. As far as, I mean, I, when I had one in Vegas here a few weeks ago. When you um, can get them fueled. <laughs> that's a whole nother story. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure if the exhilaration of acceleration with the electric vehicle offset the six hours it took for me to fuel it, but uh, um, yeah, maybe it did. <laughs> Just saying. It was like I thought about being across the street, and I was across the street. It was. It's incredible how fast those things can go. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the well, I zero, told you my story. The zero I read to 60. Lignite Energy right, Council's, I right, drive that. And right. I, I hadn't had an opportunity to take it on the highway yet, and... and Left yep. uh, intersection and didn't even get through the curve and turning left and no traffic. And I looked up and I'm not even out of the curve and I'm doing 74 miles an hour. Yeah, it's incredible how fast they can they can get up and go. I mean, it's not like, you know, top end speed is any different. It may be even a little less than what a combustion engine is. But, but uh, the, certainly the from a standstill to 60 or 70 miles an hour is just incredible. The Tech Ranch. This us on the Tech Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. So, any experience, Matt, on anything other than an electric vehicle for for electric vehicles? I mean, do you have a scooter or a skateboard? Do any of your kids have anything? They do not. No, we uh, do not have anything electric right now. Um, well, right now. Right now, besides the normal like electric. Uh, uh, yard tools that we've kind of collected over the the past couple of years from you know I do like my electric chainsaw I, really yeah I have an electric one it, it it's really easy to use just you know when you need is to do it some, is it as powerful as a regular chainsaw I, I, I think so I mean it, it it it's a still and it just it cuts right through the battery you plug in battery yeah battery powered one and it just hmm. it yeah, it does. It works really well. I would think that the trees. draw on a chainsaw would be significant. But you do you... get increased torque. Right. So the efficiency, as long as your blade is sharp, should be there to maximize the... Yeah. Interesting. I don't think I'm going logging. For right. No. Well, that's the thing. You're probably not going to... Yeah. But for the occasional use in your a yard. branch or... Yeah. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. No, for, you know, for branches, tree cutting, that kind of stuff, you know, you just, it's, it's easy because you don't have to start it and run it. Right. You know, you're just, just battery powered, just right. go and do it and take it down. So, you know, we've, we've upgraded a few of those things. I can imagine the safety side of that too. Cause if you think about being up in a tree and you're trimming off some small branches and, and having a running chainsaw, mm-hmm. gas powered chainsaw is dangerous. Yep. You got to be aware, very aware of yep. that. So from a safety perspective, it's, Fingers not on the trigger, and right. it's not running. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a haven't moved to an electric um, lawnmower yet, but soon because <laughs> my robotic. You you're supposed to ride that in here one day. I am not going to ride a robotic lawnmower in here. I'm just saying, like a big cat. I mean, I could, I could get a cat. Do you have a cat I could borrow? No. I got a kid. <laughs> I got one. I got many that of those. Work. We should we should just bring the robotic lawnmower out here one day and let it work in front of the window as we're broadcasting, and you could see this thing work. That actually is not a bad. That's idea. That's not a bad idea. We, we should, should do video that, that and get that up. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Because I'm about ready. I'm just gonna. I'm going over my yard once with the rake, and then I'm going to be setting up the robotic lawnmower. We could do the entire show on a Saturday around that. It's like, yo, it's making another pass. Have me another margarita, Marlo. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing well, our yard work. You're a margarita on the Saturday afternoon kind of guy. Uh, my neighbor, the the skateboard neighbor, yeah. also 
some really good daiquiris. Okay. Just throwing that out there. I'm just thinking that we are working beer go better. I'm not a big beer guy. Okay. I'm not either, but I'm not that One's too good, much. two's no. Okay. But I can do two or three margaritas okay. or yeah. daiquiris. Or... Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we should we should set that up and and uh, let that run either here or at my yard. I don't care where we broadcast from. <laughs> you just want to get your yard done for free. <laughs> Fine. I get the Yarbo then. <laughs> Have you heard about the Yarbo? No. Steve? Tell them about the Yarbo. It's the greatest creation on the planet, and everybody <laughs> needs to have one. And what does the Yarbo do, Steve? What can't it do, Marlo? <laughs> That's the better question. It can remove snow. It can mow your lawn. It can take the garbage out. It can rake your leaves. It can blow your leaves. It can do anything. Yarbos are cool. Wouldn't it be amazing if this was actually a real thing? It would be. You said it was. It is. It is. <laughs> It's no lie. This thing is called the Yarbo. See the picture. See the it, video. Uh, um, you can actually order it now to get you to do your grass now, and then in the winter time you switch it out, and it actually will take care of the snow on your driveway. Really? Yeah. Oh, and that's right. Great. There's an attachment that will take care of the leaves. Oh, that's right. Which the leaf blower attachment we could also use for small amounts of snow. Yes, that's true. You could just blow the snow off too right. if you wanted to. Uh, oh, and that's right. The other thing. When you forget to take the garbage out, now when your wife complains to you about this, you can say, Yarbo was supposed to do it. Because guess what? Yarbo does. Yarbo so your wife complains to you, I, and you blame the kids because that's their chore. Will it take blame care of my kids outside? Will it like? I don't know if it'll actually watch the children, but I'm guessing if the Yarbo's working, the children aren't going to leave. They'll watch the Yarbo. <laughs> They'll watch the Yarbo. There you go. Well, that works. So... I mean, when I when my robotic uh, vacuum cleaner is working in the house, I don't know what it is. I I will stand there for minutes and watch this thing work, and I'm like, I could have I could have vacuumed the entire floor for the time I spent watching this thing work. You know, it's not not what it's supposed to be for. But same here. I think it's fascinating. Same here. Yeah. See, I would like that. I, I we don't have one, but I was like, honey, what are you, what are you doing? I'm I'm vacuuming the floor, but you're not doing anything. I'm making sure it works right. That's right. There you go. <laughs> I don't want to see it miss any spots. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. Yep. <laughs> I'm vacuuming the right floor. I right. turned it on. You're supervising. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because somebody has to. Somebody has to supervise. Yeah. With a margarita. Yeah. So, <laughs> do, do, you have, do you have any other Saturday. electric tools in your shed, Matt? Oh, see, yeah. I got a, um, we've got an electric um, weed eater. Okay. You know, trimmer. Yep. Uh, I've got an electric um, bush kind of trimming okay. apparatus or yep. whatever you would call it do they all use the same battery pack or no have you okay i, 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 <laughs> I was one of those ones where it's like i bought this one and then i bought this one and then i bought this one you, start, you look frustrated by this now you didn't you plan to, ahead well i did not no. you have four different types of batteries charging four different at any chargers, time right? yeah. yeah isn't that frustrating plus the other you know the other tools that you've got in there so somebody should build an adapter that you can take from one battery pack and then put it just put it together yeah oh business idea number three for the day <laughs> Wow, we're on a roll here. Here's a here's a better idea. Yeah, universal charger. That's a great idea, and that that way. But but these, do you think these companies would do it because there's so much money in the battery packs that they would actually have? They'd rather have less market share, but right. support the batteries than anything else. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. that that's where the investment is. Yeah. I mean, it's getting to the point where the battery pack and the charging system for the battery pack is more valuable than what the tool is. The tool is almost a throwaway. And I've got 
power tools for you know drill and yep. things and there's different systems out there and the tools are almost throwaways it's about the battery now it, yep. I, it my wall i i need a new battery but if i get the combo pack i get the battery, battery yeah. and the charger for less than the tools free you know the light bulb just came on steve Universal charger, meaning that I can take battery pack or batteries from any device yes. and char- put, plug it into this charger. Yep. Now that is a brilliant idea. Number three. Why hasn't anybody done that? <laughs> we haven't worked on it. The show's new. That's that's an incredible idea. Not as good as gutter lights, but but it's an incredible. <laughs> but it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. But no. But the the universal charger. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's nobody's making one. Or. What if you were able to just put it on a pad, like a pad charger? Because pad chargers will charge almost any phone, many different devices. Well, you'd, you'd have to... little different technology on the battery because it's a smart battery at well, that but point. But it could be a way that you could plug that or put something on that battery, like on the back side of it, you know, or the, the bigger end of it. That's where you put the charging, and then you just run wiring over to the um, where the plug-in would be. I mean, that would that would... I'm thinking it through as we're on the air here. That could actually work. All right, we're having a meeting at 401. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. And it's gutter lights, universal charger for outdoor battery things. And what was the third invention earlier? I don't remember. I didn't write that one down. <laughs> I didn't write it down either. That's where we get in trouble, Matt. It was the uh, it was the uh, poof jacket. Oh, oh that's yeah, right. Yeah. Stay puffed. <laughs> the stay puffed jacket. <laughs> the Christmas story jacket. If, if you're falling off your if you're falling off your roof, this thing will actually go falling off your roof, hanging your gutter lights. <laughs> it's like a While squirrel suit. The Tech Ranch Super Technology comes alive. Let's dive back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve, and don't forget to check out thetechranch.com for more. Ian, just want to make sure everybody knows that uh, our in-studio guest today, Matt Shannondor from the Mandam Progress Organization. You know him. You love him. <laughs> you like, want to babysit? He's always looking for a babysit. <laughs> he is. Four, four children? Five children? Five. Five children. But I have one that's a teenager now, so he actually can babysit. I so see. We've hit, so. the, we've hit the beneficial stage. Yeah, but nice. that one doesn't child. count. That was the practice child. Yeah, I know, but... You know, he takes care of the other kids. So. Yeah. Okay, that's great. You have no idea what he's teaching them. <laughs> I know. But... <laughs> well, since you have five children, I think this is a very interesting question for you. How old is your youngest, Matt? Uh, she is uh, going to be two years at the end of July. So we're racing towards robots in the home. And, of course, artificial intelligence is mm-hmm. just coming into everything. So... Are you going to be a person that will invest in a home robot that will, you know, potentially cook for you, do your laundry, potentially take care of your children? Like Rosie from the Jetsons. Yes. I think on the, uh, I, I, I don't think on the, the take care of the children side, but I think on the, like the, those task orientated things you know okay. we, we've got a couple of uh like we've got a couple of Roombas that run through the house yeah changing diapers i'm in right? yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know we find it helps to just you know we'll just run them over gone and 
you know, just go through the house and, and do cleaning and it's stuff like that. Nice to have come home to a clean floor. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. There's just something about that. I agree with. And that. And there's always stuff on our floor, so yeah. it was either that or get a dog. And you know, we thought it was healthier to <laughs> kids like a dog. You know, kids less, less mess at the end. Do the kids enjoy the Roomba? Yeah, they they at first they were watching it and running around with it, but now it doesn't fetch, does it? No, no, yeah. Interesting. So, so so yeah, and. What what is what is a price point that would be um, that you think you would do this at? I mean, if if a robot came out at twenty five grand, at fifteen grand, I mean, what what is your threshold for a robot that would do these tasks at home? And I'm I'm and I know we're being very general here, but you know, this robot that I'm talking about actually will wash your clothes, put them away for you. They would be cleaned. Uh, your house would be dusted and the windows would be cleaned and, and would cook for you, answer the door, actually be a security device as well. Because if somebody were to break into the place, they record these things. They record unusual noises in the place and, and send that to you. Yeah. So I think, you know, when you're looking at. By the way, there's a great financing package. Oh, well, if it's finance, yeah. hey, heck, yeah. $29.95 a month. There you go. We'll maybe it. a day. <laughs> My dog barks. Somebody's breaking in. This, yeah, yeah, but your dog probably costs more than twenty five grand. No, I know what you travel with this dog. You go to dog well, shows. Factor all that in, maybe. And, we're... and I'm, I'm betting it doesn't eat just just regular dog dog chow either. No, we cook for your I dog. Cook, yeah, you cook for your dog. Yes. What do you cook for your dog? Do you like a varied diet? It's yes. healthier to have a varied diet. They get vegetables and meat and This is a topic for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Do you have children? Nope, I have dogs. This is why he cooks for his dogs. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> if you cook for children first, I bet you would be cooking for your dog now. I'm well, just saying. I, I actually, just a little side note. Okay. Dog food is a $12 billion a year business. That is true. It's, it's a, a big, big business. industry. Yes, it is. It's based on two and a half countries. The United States, Canada, England to a certain degree. That's it. Everywhere else you go globally, dogs eat what people eat. You have pasta for dinner, your dog's having pasta. If you have rack of lamb, your dog's having rack of lamb. Wow, I did not know this. Yeah. It, it, it's a very... So why is that just here? That I don't know. They just thought they needed to have. There was a somebody came up with this price point. I, I, I'm, I, a lot of it I think comes back to convenience and price point. My, my guess is say this: the people who came up with pet food or dog, dog food or whatever, also came up with bottled water, and thought, yeah, just think, somebody someday is going to spend four dollars for a bottle of water that's free out of the tap over here, and they'll be happy to pay for it. Convenience and yep. price point. So what's, what's what's okay? So now let's roll that back into Matt. Yeah, convenience and price point. So uh, Marlo asks, "What would you pay?" But the bigger question is, "What's your time worth? What's yeah. the value of your time?" We're if, giving him. This is why we were having the conversation about dog food because we were giving him time to value what the robot gives him back in time. And now, he's just sitting so. here going, "I've got something better to do on a Saturday, <laughs> really." <laughs> See, having the robot right now allows you to be here with us this Saturday. Exactly, exactly. You be excited about or that. a Matt robot. Yes. And the robot could be here with us, and Matt could go. be going, 
got out of that one. Do you have a do you have, do you have a name for your robot already? No, I'd probably let the kids pick that one out. Do you have a a, a voting system for the children when they when they pick something? They you know, like do you do you have an animal? Do you have a dog or a cat? Or, no, no, I know you don't no. have a, a cat. Okay, no animals. So, no. no, no fish. No nothing. No, I got kids. You don't. <laughs> They, squirrel they in the backyard. Yeah, right. No squirrel in the backyard that they named. Nope. No beetle or nothing. Not that uh, I know. Okay. Of. okay. If it if they did have it, I killed it. At okay. Some point. Pet rock, plant. <laughs> okay. My wife with plants. Anyway, kills them. So how Put much? What's what's your threshold? If if the if if money wasn't an object for you, or if there was a convenient monthly plan, uh, what would be the price point for you for a robot to do all these things? I think I'd, I'd I'd compare it to like a vehicle cost that you have to take around. You know, so if you're looking at, you know, depending on the features that you get with it, you know, if it's twenty five grand, but it's doing a bunch of different things and it's and it's helping you get around in the day and and get those meaningless tasks done, I, I think that threshold is good to hit. Like getting your kids to soccer practice or basketball practice or yeah, you know, I mean, when you look at when you look at daycare, and you you add those costs in. When we had three kids in daycare, we were paying $2,500 a month. I actually believe that home robots will impact the restaurant industry. Because in the evenings, when you don't want to cook, you go out to eat a lot of times. Yep. I mean, it's not, not always about the experience like Steve, you know, when he wants to go have a steak. but And that's okay. I mean, but a lot of us just eat. I go out to eat for the ambiance, not for the convenience. Right, right. Uh, but a lot of people do, especially when you have children, a lot of times it is about the convenience because mm-hmm. you just don't have time to... You can only eat so much macaroni I, and cheese with wieners right. in them. That's right. <laughs> so if a robot had your meal ready for you when you came home, would you eat out as much? Probably not. I I agree with that. I no. wouldn't eat out as much. I'd probably have more of the foods that I like, too. Yep. So in well, in even with the... When I look at when we've wanted to have a meal and we don't go out you know it's it's whether or not do we want to cook or do a drive up you know a pickup order right you know and and when those became more frequent we were a little bit more apt to just feed the kids and then wait a little bit and then have that and, so and not leave the house the, the kind of what i'm getting to here though is with five kids i would think you'd want to leave the house <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but the cost savings right yeah i mean difference between eating out all the time and eating at home would probably offset a $25,000 robot pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Well, in a year and, and if or two. And, you know, we we had a in-house nanny for four years. Um, and, you know, and if you look at a per-month rate, you know, we were probably paying fifteen to 20000 a year for that okay. that service. Yep. Um, just to have someone in the house taking care of the kids. But then right. they also... You know, did some laundry, did some dishes, that kind of stuff. Yep. So, so is your teenager right now going? Where's my fifteen to twenty thousand dollars? <laughs> watching the kids. That's, that's his ability to stay I, I, at the house. I'm, I'm doing some dishes yeah. here. Come on, Dad. Oh, they're all life skills. And living here rent free. Yep. So there you yep. go. Just yep. tell him it's life skills. You know, he's going to know how to do dishes when he gets in his first job. Yep. Yep. So, well, that's interesting. So, how about you, Steve? Is there a price point? For you, I mean, is is fifty thousand too much for a robot for for you to take your dog for a walk every day and to cook for your dog and to have? That's why that I'm steak. married. I've, I've got Wendy for that. <laughs> oh my goodness! She takes the dog running. You are never going to have Scotcheroos ever. And again. my Yarbo will pick up the dog poop. So I'm good. 
Okay. Just asking. See, I, I like household chores, though. That it's a, For me, it's a distraction. But what other things would you do if you didn't have to do them? Golf. You would golf. I didn't, know you, I didn't know you golfed. Hunt. I knew you did those things. Yeah. yeah. Should I do those things anyway now? Yeah. Maybe increase the frequency, but I, I, I don't see a... I don't see a price point or a tipping point financially that I would get to do those things more that would offset the cost of. I, I would appreciate, not that I'm saying my house is messy right now, but there are all these little to-do projects that I never get to because of my lifestyle right now. So that would be. That's called a, a honey-do list. But it never gets any shorter. So if a robot could actually do some of those things for me at home, I would be. You would honestly be think it'd that. still get shorter? Well, I hope so. I don't know. You, you realize how that honey-do list works, right? Yeah, once it gets to a certain point, there's a bunch more that gets added. Yeah, in the middle of the night when two things come <laughs> off, three go on. It, it, it never gets shorter, Marlo. Ever. Okay. You haven't figured that out yet? I haven't. Okay. It's not like it's a big secret. It's like little elves come out in the middle of the night. It's probably the way my honeydew list never gets changed. It's always the same thing from year to year and hasn't hasn't moved at all. So there's not new things added to it. Just just saying. But yeah, I mean I I, I would like a robot for maybe a little more organization in my life. So have yeah. you have you used AI at all yet, Matt? I have. I and, have used it, yep. And what are you using it for? Um, Setting up Christmas lights. <laughs> I wish, right? That's why I didn't have to call you. That's true. Yeah. I never thought about this. I'm feeling a little slighted right now. Um, no, we've, I've dabbled in a little bit of the, the chat GPT and kind of played around with it and just yeah. for like social posts or something like that, you know, write this, write that, yep. just kind of plan around. It's interesting. It's, it's interesting and scary at the same moment when you kind of look at it and, 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 but I'm mostly following, you know, like the, you know, where in, in my current job, you know, the things that I have to do, like one of them is graphic design, website design, kind of the side things I got to do. You know, I look at that and go, well, hey, there's there's an AI to create a website. How does that work? And so that's where I'm kind of there's interest in that aspect that I'm yep. kind of researching and going, okay, how can we how can I incorporate this to solve a problem that I have on that end? Have you when you've used it to this point? I mean, do you feel it's been an asset to have uh, that skill because you're having a writer's block right now or whatever? So it helps you with ideation or yeah. That... Well, actually, I, I used it for so we just launched the uh the mandan magazine here in town that will come out in may and i had to write a, a like a publisher's letter on the front and i was just i was writer's block on that i had started a few things and kind of just i didn't know what to do and how to word it to be kind of like a hey this is a new issue welcome to mandan so i i used an ai tool and i just said you know publish pub letter for Mandan new magazine da, 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 to kind of make it generic and it it did a whole pub letter and there were a lot of good ideas in there so I was able to and I kind of ran it a couple different times and then pulled out all the kind of good talking point ideas yep. to create the the my own letter for the cool. magazine so that was that was an interesting thing but it, it did spur on ideas you know whether it was phrases or comments or whatever in there so that's that was something that was really interesting I think that's what oh go ahead Steve oh so my question is, you're experimenting with this as this new technology is coming out. What do you think that looks like in 20 years for your kids? Being a parent, 
you know, your youngest is not going to know a world without it. Mm-hmm. Do you ever contemplate what that looks like? And as a parent, do you have any concerns about that? I have concerns on like, I think creativity and, and being able to do it yourself, know, know the background of a, of a certain type of document or whatnot, and then be able to actually write it versus having an AI tool, which will probably be a lot more advanced in 20 years versus what we have now. 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to, to actually is doing almost all the work itself, you know, and then that type of, you know, and having that asset for you to use. I think that that's both scary and to me, interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this all, you know, plays out. That's for sure. Do you think that, and I know this goes back a couple of years, but about like calculators coming into the school, that was a big debate when I was going to school, right? I knew you were going there. I know. Um, but do you think that's impacted the advancement of mathematics, for example, because we had calculators in school? I don't know if it's impacted the advancement, if it's impacted the understanding of it. You're able okay. to do more with it, spend more time calculating, um, and how that impacts other school topics. It's been really interesting. Yeah, I agree. The Tech Ranch. Super talk. The Tech Ranch. We're thrilled to have you with us as we continue exploring living with technology alongside Marlo and Steve. And we're continuing our conversation with Mr. Matt Shannondor, Mandan Progress Organization. Brought him in here to talk about his uh, holiday light display, but uh, he's hanging around for a while, so hey. it's been kind of fun, actually. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Saturday. Yeah, I, I love appreciate it. that. Yeah. Um, in this, like, <laughs> very casual conversation. You and I, Steve, are a little little more animated when, when maybe it's the two of us. I don't know if it's because we have an actual audience now that we're... A little more subdued. I don't know. Outside of the first 10 right. minutes of the program. Yeah. Because yeah. that was shocking off for me. It's almost right like there. we're on good behavior. Or something <laughs> something but, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Are we up for parole or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the show's going anywhere. So <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, you know, it's interesting to, to talk to people that use artificial intelligence. It's even more interesting talking to people who have heard about it, but don't really understand it or haven't used it yet. And then you explain maybe a couple of the things that you've done with it. Um, you know, even over this week, I introduced a few people to chat GPT and, uh, uh, even this morning I got an e or a text from somebody that was like, what's that website again? <laughs> cause, cause they're just like, cause you know, I, I, I have to admit, I bet I save or I get about three to four more hours of work done every day easily. You know, one project in particular that, you know, we were talking about, um, not on air, but, uh, um, in an afternoon, I did a whole month's worth of work. I mean, it, to me, it's just incredible what's possible with it. And I feel like I've just personally, anyway, have a new lease on life because, you know, all these projects that I, I felt it was almost like this heavy weight was on me for all this time. Cause I look at my to do list. Not my honeydew list, by the way. Right, but your to-do list is... Is insane. And it it goes in a lot of different directions. Well, that's so true. It's not like you're focusing on one right. pathway. Right. You're over here and over there and over there, and you've got a lot of different interests, a lot of different things that you're involved in. That takes a different kind of focus. So I understand why 
that would feel a little bit more compressing because you're having to shift gears all the time and that's tiring and and even even in the course of from from one phone call to the next i mean that's kind of my life i mean here i am you know talking about media projects and the very next thing i'm talking about you know how how we're working on this particular invention and then i'm talking about you know to matt like earlier today about what we're doing in the park and or dykeshorn park about national a national day event or whatever you know so it's it's always different and you're right it gets tiring after a while you actually had a national day event in the park already yes friday that's correct we have a new one coming this year too Ooh, exciting about that yes won't be fries not the surprise announcement that not you the, wanted. no no yeah. no we still we, have to get to that we haven't uh um we haven't really worked out all the details with the well i mean we might do something on august 18th that's what we're thinking about in the park august but 18th should I'll be a lot of fun down. yeah yeah don't might be at a dog show put, though Put it on your save the date for what will be, I think, a very fun day at the park in downtown Mandan. But I'm going to be gone. You'll have to move it. I'll take pictures. <laughs> I'll save you a doggy bag. Oh, there you go. For both you. Is that a clue? For both you and the reason you're gone. Is that a clue? No. Okay. Not a clue at all. Just a Marlowe joke. But there is there's some, there will be food. Okay. Food's always good. I'm there. Well, yeah, this got to be food. <laughs> food's always good. <laughs> got to be so, food. That's right. So, I mean, I, I'm a big advocate of of artificial intelligence because of that. But, but at the same time, I mean, you look at how fast things have moved. It's hard to believe that four months ago, most people did not know about artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. I mean, in in a fort, a short four months, how it has literally changed the world. I mean, one of the very first predictive models that they talk about by 2026, search as we know it, like Google search, won't be a thing. I mean, Google has to be, I mean, I, I know they're figuring out ways to, to adapt to this, but their number one revenue source is search and the advertising that goes with it. And in fact, in the news today, revenues for Google are down. Mm-hmm. And I would bet that this is maybe one of the first times that they've had to deal with this. So... It's really interesting. Who would who would have thought that Google could have actually lost its footing on anything? Yep. I mean, it's just so universal. I mean, we we call it Googling for goodness sakes, and ten years from now, might not. Yep. I guess we never did call it Yahooing, did we? No. <laughs> Yahoo. You do remember the? That's good though. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Hard to believe that that was the major search engine at one time. Well, yeah, and then did, remember the Yahoo series? That no, movie? no, really, I didn't see that. Did they make a movie? Oh, he, he was like a crazy Australian inventor guy. Really? Yeah, kind of a cross between an outback Tony Stark and and uh, and this was made yeah. by Yahoo. No. Oh, okay. No, just that was the character. That was the character. I got. But you, you couldn't. They came out about the same time, so you couldn't take one without the other. I see. Yahoo Serious. Yahoo Serious. I'm going to check that out. Google him. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like that kind of character. Yeah, don't Yahoo him. That's yeah, for sure. Don't Yahoo. Don't, yeah, Google him. Yeah. Um, so your wife uses AI. Sounds like a yeah. Little, she started you, using you it a little bit for her social yeah. posts for her business yeah. and and stuff like that. And yeah. and it, you know when she's got a a block on what to write and. So you introduced this to her? I did, yeah. Cause so what was her expression the first time she used it? Well, I said, I said, well, I have tried AI on a couple of things. You should try it. And she's like, oh, what? And she's, you have to show me. She, she kind of throws the tech at me a little bit. Yeah. So 
I showed her and, and she was very like skeptically shocked that it, it had all the right content in it. And she's like, so I just can copy and paste this and put it in my, like, yeah, it's just right there. You know, and Did it, you get in and, trouble at all? No. She didn't throw back. It's like, well, AI knows my favorite flower. Why don't you remember that? <laughs> No, no, I did not. Didn't get that? No, okay. I did not get that. That no. will be a thing, yeah. It will be a thing. It will be a thing. I, I will guarantee that will be a thing. You're, you're, because artificial intelligence is, is quickly moving towards being our virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. That's exactly where, I mean, yeah, we're all fully being, interactive. Fully interactive. I mean, it's, it's already very, very close to that, but you will, there'll be services that'll be popping up pretty soon that you can probably pay 10 or 20 bucks a month for or whatever. That will handle your your reservations. You will just say whatever the name of your your artificial intelligence is. Hey, hey, Bob. You know, go uh, book me a flight to Las Vegas and and uh, to stay at the Flamingo, or book me a flight to Las Vegas next week. I want the best prices you can get, and uh, I want to stay on the Strip, but I want to stay at the best price I can that you can find, and it'll do that for you. Yeah, this is what's coming. Just amazing, and and so many more things i mean i'm just being very generic here but even those things i mean researching the time it takes to travel and to book your hotel and all this other stuff you know there's a time you used to call your travel agent right yep and they would do it for you and and now we seem to be self-service with that as well and we hop online and buy all this stuff and it takes time but well even um, the design concepts of it the you know the voice over voice matching Yes, uh, programs. The the I know Adobe just re released their beta of their their graphic design AI yep. that you just show a picture and tell it what you want it to do and it automatically does it. It's pretty amazing. It's yeah, it's it's amazing what you can you're seeing being done in examples. Well, and even like like with what Steve and I do. I mean, I have a, a um a clone of my voice, and the office already uses it. If I'm unable to record something, they will type it in. Uh, to this program and it sounds pretty darn close to me right now and I'm sure if I trained it a little bit more I could just go home and watch my robot by the way Steve thanks for getting me here yeah you're um, welcome and I could drink a margarita <laughs> I'm just saying if you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts you can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch Super Talk 1270. This is Ag Issues with Neil Roberts. Welcome to another edition of Ag Issues. Our guest this week is NDSU Forage Specialist James Rogers from the North Central Research Extension Center. And James, spring temperatures have been below normal and it's affecting pasture land growth across the region. You want ranchers to be cautious here, correct? Uh, that's correct because it's been a long winter it's been a cold winter and everybody wants to get outside and everybody wants to kick their cattle out i want to get outside and do some things and we are seeing a little bit of green begin to show up but if we turn out too early and those plants are not ready to graze then we can really have an effect on our total forage production and the length of our grazing season 
All right, good stuff, James. And hey, we'll have more on Pasture Land when we come back. Today's a great time to step out and enjoy some fresh-made, authentic Mexican food from Mi Mexico. Lunches start at just $5.99. Daily specials Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Mi Mexico serves meals for everyone at reasonable prices. Delicious Mexican dishes made from family recipes. Hot and fresh, served by very friendly people. Even a menu for the kids. Order delivery from the full menu using Grubhub or Bite Squad, Or order for pickup through Chow Now. Mi Mexico in their beautiful new location not too far from their old location 3816 south broadway across from super walmart Olay! baby girl the bomb they the bomb the only one for me sean paul scorch a tour saturday may 13th at four bears casino and lodge tickets on sale now at fourbearscasino.com 800-294-5454 and the players club sean paul scorch a tour more at allshawnpaul.com. Get your Sean Paul Fun Bus tickets now at fourbeerscasino.com. New album Scorcha, out now. Talking pasture land and its delayed start to its growing season with James Rogers today on Ag Issues. And James, how long do you think the grazing land delay is going to be? Well, what we use to help us determine that is the development of the plants themselves. And there's a difference between our introduced plants and our native plants. And the heat units that are accumulated during the spring really hasten the development of those plants. So looking at our growing degree days that we've accumulated so far, we are about 40 days behind on our cool season and our warm season grasses as well. So taking that into account, even if if we do have the same temperatures from now to the end of May, we're still going to be behind the end of May as well. So we're looking at probably a good 30 days behind normal development. That puts a wrap on this report. Until next time, I'm Neil Roberts. You've been listening to Ag Issues, brought to you in part by Me Mexico in Minot, by Four Bears Casino and Lodge near Newtown, North Dakota, and by Bremer Bank. Contact Bremer for your ag banking solutions. It's the end of the road. With KISS. KISS will be playing their last show at Madison Square Garden in New York City on December 12th. Tonight, Saturday night. And you can be there. They call me Listen for Code Words at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. all week long. Enter the Code Words you hear into the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app for your chance to win. You have up to four chances per day to win a trip to this historic concert. We'll hook you up with round-trip airfare to New York City, two tickets to the show, two nights hotel accommodations, and $500 spending cash. Download the free Super Talk 1270 app in the App Store or Google Play today and get ready to win. It's the end of the road with KISS on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app powered by SkyZone. Come and fly high with us in Northwest Bismarck. KLXX AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the VIEW Community Credit Union Studio. From ABC News, I'm Daria Aldinger. The reign of King Charles III and Queen Camilla officially begins today with their coronation. ABC's Ian Panel says Britain's new monarch may be uniquely qualified for the job after spending years as a prince. This is absolutely key. I mean, of course, he's had to wait a very long time to have uh, the crown on his head and sit in the throne. 
But on the other hand, he's also had a lifetime of experience in the real world, really something that I don't think his mother ever had. We're in the middle of a cost of living crisis, but I don't think we have a monarch who's unaware of that. I think he's very cognizant of Most that. Most who braved the rain were well-wishers, but not all. Six members of the anti-monarchy group Republic were arrested. They won't tell us what offence these people have been arrested for, and they won't tell us where they're taking them, and they won't say what they've done with our placards. The group's Harry Stratton says all the demonstrations in Trafalgar Square today were peaceful. Protests in New York City demanding charges for a veteran who put a man in a fatal chokehold while they were riding the subway this week. What we know of Daniel Penny is that he is 24 years old. He is a Marine veteran and he was on board that F train Monday afternoon when he encountered Mr. Neely. And we said there is significant outrage in this case. Now others, including Mayor Adams, are calling for uh, people to wait until the legal process plays out and that will begin with a grand jury presentation expected sometime uh, this week. ABC's Marcus Solis in New York. A search continues for a suspect who fatally shot a Chicago police officer on the city's south side early today. Christmas Tree Shops is filing for bankruptcy. The New England-based chain says it plans to close about 10 underperforming locations. President Biden has committed to at least two commencement addresses this year. The White House says he'll speak to the graduates at the Air Force Academy and at Howard University, the alma mater of Vice President Harris. This is ABC News. Super Talk 1270, Bismarck Area Weather. With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, showers and a high near 59. Tonight, showers likely 45 and a chance of showers Sunday, otherwise mostly cloudy and 60. Partly sunny Monday, highs in the mid-60s. will jump to around 70 with mostly sunny skies on Tuesday and 73 Wednesday. Are you behind on your tax payments? Call Tax Solutions now for help. 800-281-8193. Right now, it's 55. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text. And for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Don't miss a minute of the Sean Hannity Show. I know that there is a segment of of society that would love a perpetual shutdown, and I guess we can live in a bubble, but who's going to build the bubble if everybody shuts down? Weekday afternoon, starting at 2 on Super Talk 1270. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. So, Matt, you had mentioned a little bit ago about some deep fake type of things. So, why don't you explain to the people listening to us what you're referring to? I think it's just, I, you know, you right now you see a lot of videos um, on social media, reels, TikToks that are, you know, they reference these kind of deep fake, whether it's audio, music. Um, where they've taken people's voices and created it so that they can actually 
you know, have them do things. And I think that's, uh, it's, it's crazy how that can, the AI systems can actually work that in. And, and to myself, I have no understanding of that at all. You just, you know, you're seeing it from more of a, a non user of that. So, you know, and more of my social feed, it's interesting, more of my social feed is filled with the either the the idea of deep fakes whether it's like news reporting on it or it's influencers showing how they're doing it type of thing so it's interesting so does it does it take away even more trust in maybe if you were watching a news program or something that you know anything that you see that's on the screen now can be manipulated so does that you know if you see a news report for example do you actually believe it right away now um and i guess on top of that i should just let you answer that question but i'm thinking as i'm going through this what's the challenge as we move forward with deep with all this deep fake stuff and in my opinion the lack of trust that we'll see when there's an actual emergency that happens it's like crying wolf too many times right Mm -hmm. so people will look at something and there's an actual emergency and they'll be like no it's just a deep fake or the better question is did marlo really ask you that question there you go (laughs) that's quite the question wasn't it yes it was Was that was that marlo that really called me on the phone yeah (laughs) Well, that's happening as well. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second, too. Thanks well, for bringing I, that up. I think, I think we'll go back to the original, you know, in social media when you know, Instagram was really big and filters came out. You know, I think there was this, you know, everyone was taking photos and then putting filters on them. And prior to any knowledge of that, you'd see these great photos that were just perfect and, you know, that whole idea. And eventually you get to this point where you see all these images and it's more or less a to me it's you know where now they have to put like no filter hashtag no filter or they're requested you know this needs to be a non-filtered image um on some of the like photo contests and stuff like that because they're using those those filters to really make the image pop and you see on the local news all the time all yeah. these photos and there's some you can tell or is that yeah not the straight photo yeah they've been enhanced or yes. something like that so i think what we're at right now is that it's that same enhancement and that lack of trust in visually audio, you know, the other senses now. So instead of just sight, now it's audio and video combined. And, and how do you trust that that is exactly what's happening versus it's being faked? So the other side of that, though, is an immersion with all those filters. And I find it rather interesting. You said back when Instagram was a thing, <laughs> I thought it was. Um, but the immersion to all of that from a societal perspective do you think there's a point where we just become numb and that's the norm so that from a creative side you you don't see the beauty in nature the same way you don't look at things through your personal filter you're so immersed into oh look at that picture okay that's that's what it's supposed to be and then when you go to the Grand Canyon, you're like, well, that's not what it looked like. Yeah. That, that, that's not my perception of it. Um, so there's a disappointment side because we've also become a instant gratification and we, we need the gratification society. That, mm-hmm. That's just what we've become. So from a, a social perspective, 
is all this technology and the filters and the things like that where we're getting that skewed view of things setting people up for a fall. I think, well, I think so, yeah, because, I mean, social media in general has, has skewed that way when you look at, well, particularly when you look at influencers and and you know they're the lifestyle. I still don't that, agree that that's a thing. I just I can't an influencer. I can't agree that that's a thing. Seriously. Seriously. Okay. I'm an influencer. Well, I know you're some geek who doesn't have a job and you're well, sitting on your phone or making videos. That, I, I I think when not remember where you're at when you have somebody who actually is an influencer just come right out and state that they're an influencer, then... That's the part I think I take offense at. Yeah, I do too. I take offense at that. You're an influencer because of who no, you are. No, you're an arrogant little... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you influence people because you, you've you think you're commanded authority you've 15 or respect. seconds of fame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have a wall that goes up right right yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like the people who used to go, what was the... Uh, what's the app that you for no that wasn't it uh you would go out to eat and then uh you'd rate people yelp yelp was it yelp Yelp. yeah um and people would walk in and they would expect free meals a lot of times because they otherwise they're here to yelp you yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's where some of it's rooted in is it's like you're an influence no you're not influencing me i'm gonna go make up my own mind yeah Anyway. So, so there's a wall that I, I think people. Well, and I think that's I think that's generational too. It is. It is because you look at the younger generation, and they're greatly influenced by uh, social media users, account users that are roughly the same age that you know have a hundred million followers or a hundred thousand followers, whatever it may be. You know, and, and they see that as a as a growing aspect, but they they, they don't. All they're seeing is little snippets of yeah. their life, which is all fake, you know. Anyways, yeah, none of it's know, real. None of it's real. They're just putting content out to put content out that people will like. And so that goes back to my it. my question on the filters and stuff. Are are we skewing reality mm-hmm. for this and future generations? And the expectations are being set higher than what reality is. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and that's got a lot of a lot of ramifications mm-hmm. to come with that. Yeah, no, yeah, I think those expectations are being blown out of proportion, and so you have kids that don't meet those expectations, or or their life doesn't meet that expectations, and so there's that depression, anxiety, and and what I mean, my kids don't have any devices right now, and my fourteen year old has a has a dumb phone, I call it, <laughs> just a phone to make phone calls, just a phone to make phone calls. They yep. do that still, only eight percent of the time. Wow, isn't that something? We carry Can't a phone and. Only call using eight percent of the time. I'm actually annoyed when people call me most of the time. I don't know why that text is. Me, right. Well, I was. I'm never. I've never been a big texter either. Um, but I, I almost prefer, so I should prefer stop that. calling you. Well, is what you're yes. trying to say? I, won't <laughs> I call you quite often. It's like, so, so uh, Meta, Facebook, right, uh, is about ready to introduce AI agents to billions of people. So Meta's been a little behind. In what the, could go wrong? I don't know. How many people are on the planet? Billions, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Eight point something. So Meta's been a little behind in the, you know, AI surge, I guess. But I don't know how you even justify anybody being behind. It's not even four months old yet. 
quite frankly. So yeah. I mean, it's been around for a little while, but, but it moves that fast. It just moves. But fast. everyone, I just got on my on my Snapchat. The Snapchat. Oh AI yeah, they got, they just came out with their and stuff. It, it was automatically on my thing. Right, right, yeah. So Snap it just just came out their thing too. But anyway, they uh, uh, Facebook is saying that they're they're building uh, generative AI uh, in their apps, and they they figure that by the end of the year, two billion people will be using their generative AI. Isn't that something? And they are they're not stepping back. They're they're. It's called Llama, by the way, L-L-A-M-A. And they're not stepping back from the metaverse so much, but this is what's interesting. I think from a marketing perspective, it would have done better as alpaca. People like, <laughs> people like alpacas better More than, than llamas. llamas. Yeah. <laughs> llamas fun to say, but people like alpacas better. Interesting. Just throwing it out there. Unless don't, you're a Monty Python fan. Don't, don't tell Meta that. Okay. If you're a Monty Python fan. So, uh, um, Wonder Llama. So Meta's Reality Labs, so this is the, the area <laughs> where they're investing in the metaverse, right? Lost $4 billion last quarter. Drop in the bucket. Well, yeah, I mean, they made they made 28 point whatever billion in the quarter overall. But, but in that, the quarter. <laughs> but but the, the fact that the metaverse isn't the thing that I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. I just don't see a lot of people wearing goggles everywhere. No. Is it a question of the timeline, though? Because do they look at it as that's coming? They do. So They're investing in because they know it's going to be Did they get in a little early, or did they plan on some of those losses? Well, and, or and even, even when you... What's you know, the business plan? The video that we played at on, on Tech Tuesday... Um, around when Skynet was showing up, right? Yeah, and we're all doomed by by 2040. The because of the advancement of AI, it said that most people will be living in the metaverse by that time, by 2040. So that's 17 years from now. So obviously, there's a race to get to there, but they're not making money now. And I don't know. I mean, what are we going to all have special chairs that we sit in and put our goggles on every morning and and uh, go to work that way? I mean, is this is this what's coming? I don't I don't know. It seems weird, and so that sounds a little bit more like we have the Bruce Willis movie. No, oh no, Matrix. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of Matrixy, but there was a Bruce Willis because movie. you're going to go to work in the morning, so you're going to plug yourself into that chair with the goggles, right, right? Right, and then eventually, are you going to be able to unplug yourself? So that was the That's the Bruce Willis Matrix. movie as well, and he yeah. had to, he actually had to go out on the streets as as his own. Uh, person and everybody's seen him as this older individual because his avatar was a young Bruce Willis and you know but you know and and his wife is gorgeous in there and of course she shows up a little bit later and and she will not leave there because she's not gorgeous person I mean she's older and and whatever else but but and he's trying to get her out did they come out before or after shallow hell I do not know the answer to that but it might be in the same Genre? Genre there, yeah, same time period. Interesting. But I'll have to look up the name of that movie. It's actually a pretty good movie. The Tech Ranch. But the long... The Tech Ranch. Getting ready for more amazing tech insights from the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. So Matt Shannon Dorr with the Mandan Progress Organization joining Steve and I today. And uh, again, thanks for hanging around. Yeah. I thought we were going to have you for the first hour and... You know, we're we're weaving our way through all yeah. kinds of stuff here today. Well, we couldn't get the Arbo, so <laughs> yeah, Matt's a close second. That's true. Yeah. 
probably a little more talkative than Yarbrough as well. It is definitely. I'm more talkative. He might do the same things though. Does he make margaritas? Because yes. I think the Yarbo might make margaritas. Do I you? make margaritas. Do you did you bring trash, a blender though? with you this afternoon? No, I did not. Well, it then, is Saturday, what good are you? for goodness yes. sake. <laughs> Notice how we both uh-huh. get quiet, like right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like craving a margarita, but that's me. Uh, it's only because we've been talking about it for the last <laughs> two hours already. So, so yeah. Um, you know, artificial intelligence, I think, is uh, um, you know, obviously going to make a big change in everything mm-hmm. here. Uh, the surrogate, by the way. Is the name of the movie with Bruce Willis? If you want to check that out, Steve, I will. Yeah, you, you've. This is a movie you've never seen. I've not seen this one. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, and you, Mister. No, I've guy? seen almost every everything. I'm stunned, or at least that, a working actually. knowledge of most film. Yes, that is correct. I'm. I'm really stunned, actually. So you know, getting back to artificial intelligence for a second, since you have children that are school age, are you concerned about education? Right now, and artificial intelligence. I mean, in a, in a, I, I know you're concerned about the creativity part of things, but are are you truly concerned about how your two year old is going to get educated? It it crosses my mind, you know, whether it's a individual or you know a program type of thing. It, you know, right now, with the influence of technology, particularly like tablets you know are really popular in schools and we deal with that a lot currently is you know you have a virtual learning day all of a sudden everyone's got their tablet out and they're going through all these different assignments and do and they? it's not do well they, they really we, we sit around the table and you know they're going through them but it, it's it's there you know it's very it varies so much from whether it's a worksheet or they got to go and watch a video on kids YouTube or they've got to do a gym exercise from a video or they're they're using education Minecraft to build something. It's like a snow day. It's like your yeah. education. Go shovel the front sidewalk. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fold some laundry, do these types of things. Yeah, there's there um, it's good workout. So, but yeah, it, it, I think for every parent it's concerning is how technology actually will influence their their kids' lives as they grow up. You know, I, I, I'm on a spectrum where we have one in high school, one going to be in high school, and he'll be graduating when the next one's starting high school, gotcha. or starting school. Yep. yep. And so we'll have seen a so whole far. spectrum. So far, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to throw that I in think there. The, I think my oldest is on the right track okay. a little bit. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the ones in the middle that I'm more concerned sure. about. No, I, I, I was referencing the fact that you think you're done with the youngest. Right. But that's oh, right. yeah. That's yeah. Not, you know. yeah, there's always adoption. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it, it's interesting to, to hear them talk about, like, normal tasks and their relation to it. So, like, for example, going shopping. You know, we had an just a couple weeks ago. We were, you know, we were like, well, we got to go to Target and get some stuff. And it was the first time that my six-year-old said, "Well, why don't you just order it online?" And and it and it did. I just no, because we're gonna go to the store and pick it out. And it didn't really dawn on me until I started thinking about it more that he was referencing this model, this understanding that going shopping was buying it online and then going and picking it up because we do that a lot right. you know when my, my wife will do that a lot she'll she'll order groceries or whatever and go pick them up and they're seeing that 
Well, and I'm big about paradigm shifts. So yeah. think of your kids down the road where going and picking it up isn't even part of the equation. It, mm-hmm. it gets delivered. Yeah, by a drone or by, autonomous vehicle right. or whatever. And, you know, yeah. so you know, the example I bring up is cassettes or you know, now CDs. We're getting there as well. You walk into a classroom and what's this? Kids don't have a clue what a cassette is. What what was it for? Um, There's a lot of things that are going that direction. So when you start thinking about what the future looks like for your youngest and your kids, you know the things that are we take for granted will be abstract concepts for them. Yep. It's like wait a minute, but I, I like going to the store because I don't want the first one on the shelf that everybody else touched. I reached the back. My wife and I had that discussion, by the way, the other day. So You do? You reach to the back? Well, I, I yeah, I never grabbed the one in the front. Especially, I'm not, especially on milk. Yeah. I'm the same way. Absolutely. I go to the back one. Any doesn't matter what it is. stuff, I'm always grabbing. The same date, doesn't matter, but nope. It, you know what's you interesting don't grab about the this? The front. You know, we just told everybody else our secret now, so... Just saying. The so only you one, think stores are going to start putting the, the only one the left older will be stuff the one in actually the front. in the back? <laughs> Just to so mess with you a little to bit. To people like us go in and it's like, oh, we're going to grab that one way in back. Well, ah, that's the oldest one that everybody touched anyway. Possibly. So that's why. But if you're ordering online, somebody is just grabbing what's in front, that's right? That's true. Yep. Yeah, because that's or well, I think of it in terms of okay. Well, what if something's got a little ding in it or a chip or right? You no, know, I'm going to look at that item. If you're relying on somebody that is just going through and grabbing a list off the shelves because they got to get onto the next list, how do I know the integrity of that product? Yeah. Because now I'm going to have to go back to the store and exchange it because there was a little dent in the bottom of that lamp or whatever right. I picked out online. I ordered seventy seventy five pound weights online had it delivered to my car well that was smart (laughs) just on purpose so so do you find that that might have defeated the purpose of ordering weights in the first place (laughs) no but i really enjoyed because it's about getting a workout i really enjoyed watching the person carry out to the car though (laughs) oh you're mean yeah you're not a nice person matt here we all thought you were nice and yeah. well i didn't think about it until after i ordered it and then i saw the person carrying it out to the car and they were struggling and i was like yeah well, it's kind of funny, but... But not. Did you go there? It's like, gosh, I'm a jerk. Hey, can I help? <laughs> Says they're now in the car. <laughs> Here, let me open the hatch for you. Because <laughs> he pushes the button. Doesn't even get out. Just pushes the button. But, so there's a lot of, lot of uh, predictions that AI is going to replace teachers. And, or at least some teachers. We have a significant teacher shortage now. Okay. So, is this a bad thing? That's really what I'm drilling down to here is, well... So, video education, distance learning through video was supposed to fix that. So, are you saying it didn't? Of course I'm saying it didn't. Right. That's a difficult... I mean, I suppose in some some ways it's okay if you're teaching a language or something, but I I think that there's just a lot of things that, that... one teacher speaking or lecturing, you know, a hundred students compared to one to twenty is, you know, just the ratio is just not there to, for good good learning, in my opinion. So also depends on what you're teaching. That's if, correct. If, if there's a, a course where you have to have interaction and feedback, or are you just sitting down and watching a video of how to do things and learn right. that way? Like math would be a great example of that. 
I think math has to be interactive. I mean, it's the, the, the whole process of learning anything in math is, is a collaboration of minds working together to solve a problem. You know, you just don't have that in a distance learning type of scenario, in my opinion. So, see, I can see a lot of bad ways that could go with college algebra. You know, what, what kind of train was it? <laughs> That's I was true. that kid in the front row. Yeah, that was, that was me. Was, was, it, was it carrying balloons or radishes? How many cars in that train? <laughs> what was the ambient weight? Yes, all of that stuff uh, would be, yeah. To me, that yep. all factors in. Yep, it does. The Tech Ranch. Super technology is our passion. Let's jump back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve. So your two-year-old two will not know a world without artificial intelligence. Yep. That's incredible. I, you know, Steve, when you said that a little bit ago, I was just like, that's really incredible when you think about that. And she will not know... Well, she'll know a lot of things, too, I guess. She'll grow up around this. I, I think about um, Tyler when he was five. He's my grandson. And, you know, relatively new to Alexa. And all the old people, us, the grandparents, the parents are ignoring him, right, at, at, at our house one day. And he comes. And I'm downstairs actually working. Grandpa, can can you... You know, can uh, he wanted me to turn the computer on, and I said, "No, I I I got to get this thing done. Wish I could, but you know." Um, and he goes, "Oh, okay." And he because he spotted the Alexa there, and, and his first thing was uh, Alexa, uh, count to ten in Spanish. <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, that was an interesting question, but he's five years old and wanting to learn how to count to ten in Spanish, so he's having Alexa teach him to do this." Yep. Now. I thought that was really interesting from, you know, he knows no different. He knows that he doesn't know that this didn't always exist. This is brand new, you know, last couple of years. And uh, he's just, he just thinks it's part of the family. Mm -hmm. Well, even, even as a two-year-old, you know, our daughter will kind of babble at the Alexa device. Because she knows that we say things and it will do it. She doesn't know how to say Alexa yet, but she will look at it on the shelf and babble at it as if it's going to do what she's saying. So she's visually seeing us doing that and makes that connection that whatever word, and, 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 and it's not that she's babbling, she's saying one word, but it's not Alexa, but she's trying to say it and it, she knows that it does something up there. So if. Your daughter's first word was Alexa instead of mom or dad. How would you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, here's a question. So with AI, could AI learn baby gibberish as a language and understand what your baby is saying when you can't? You know, to they're, translate. They're actually doing this with pets right now. <clears throat> really? Yes. And I just seen a video this morning of what the heck was the cat's name? But it said the person said blah blah blah. Cats don't count; they're all crazy. <laughs> said blah blah blah. Come and you know, come up to the couch or come here or whatever it was. I forget what the and and uh, all of a sudden this device said something, and the cat turned around and looked at it. And the next thing you know, it was jumping up on the couch. And I'm like, was this a deep fake or was this for real? Hmm. But I've I've talked to a couple of uh, companies. 
in at CES the last couple of years, and they truly believe that with artificial intelligence, they will be able to crack the pet language code. Wow. Dr. Doolittle. Wouldn't that be something? Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. Cats are That's, crazy, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of interesting. I had this Thanks for alienating 50% of the audience. Well, right now. No, the cats. Cats aren't listening. Um, so I had this conversation with uh, a friend of mine who's a pharmacist and works in the compounding world and does a lot of work with vets. And we had that discussion earlier this week about the education that veterinarians have to go through that's basically the psychology of pets. Because if you think about it, they're working with pets who don't communicate with them and they have to diagnose something wrong with a pet that can't tell you what's wrong. Right. So they have to pick up on a lot of subtle cues and they get very good at that. Yeah. Well, now there's a device that I just trimmed off a year of education off of my veterinarian school. So there's a couple things, not to transition from... So let's go back to the baby talk for a second, then let's come back to pets. So if if AI is allowed to record your youngster, so when your youngster says something and then is reaching for a banana, for example, right? and it sees that and hears the interaction, then yes, I believe that in the future, after a certain amount of time, the AI will actually be able to tell you that your youngster is hungry for a banana. I do believe that's going to happen. Yeah. When it comes to pets and diseases, so this is really interesting, and I maybe we didn't talk about this yet, Steve, but if we have, that's okay. Um, there's a an app that's coming out that you take a photo of your pet every week, the face of your of your pet, and then um, after a while, I mean, and, and through crowdsourcing, so you know, let's let's say another another two million or five million people are doing this, and then you have to report like if your dog becomes diabetic or gets cancer or whatever, and you do this, and then it starts to put this information together, and then when you take a photo of your dog, let's say three years from now. It may say you should take your dog to the vet because we're starting to notice signs of a particular type of disease from a photo of your pet. Now extrapolate that into facial recognition. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And now you're getting into the human side of medical. Hey, wait, we notice there's a slight droop in your left eye. That's correct. You may be having a stroke coming up. So you need to get to the doctor. Predictive medicine will be the, the thing of the future. There's a device called Scanadu, and this is really interesting Scanadu. too. Scanadu. I always think of that too. Yeah, okay. Glad <laughs> it's not Scanadu. It's Scanadu, and it looks like a Star Trek tricorder, and works similarly to this. So you know, Doctor Bones with the, everything was in a sci-fi movie. I know. Everything. I know you're going to get excited about this, but their their number one thing is about Damn it, Jim, using I'm just a doctor. You said this device. <laughs> To predict within two weeks of you having a heart attack. That's hmm. that's their, one yeah. of their biggest things is that they will be able to scan your vitals and get you to the doctor before you have a heart attack, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I was just watching a show this week, as a matter of fact, on some predictive medicines out there. And well beyond that, you know, being able to monitor. Well, just take a look. You wear a smartwatch, I right? do. Yeah, I feel naked without it. Yeah, and and I 
like my dumb watch, but you have the ability to, you know, follow your sinus rhythm and your electrical field and your body and all these different things that predictive medicine can get yep. cues from. Yep. Well, and and just wearing this, right? I mean, if my doctor actually wanted to understand Log in my and sleep, see what you were doing, yeah, like my and, sleep patterns, yeah. for example. I mean, you know, it keeps track of those things and. And uh, whether you like it or not, I'm not, you know, I'm one of these that I, I really don't care for everybody to know what I have going on. But I'm also a data person. So I like going in and taking a look at these things. And I'm like, oh, you know, if I actually got 10 more minutes to sleep at night, maybe I'd feel a little bit better or whatever. So it lets me know that or the electric shock I get when I don't get my steps in every day. That's that's that's, you know, or the electric me. shock you get. It's like stop snoring. There will probably be that in the future. Yes. Too, so. so it's interesting about the, the vital recording because so in the haunted house industry, there's some of the major haunted houses that they, to trial out their haunted house, to test it, they send people in with like vital recorders. Yeah. See if they can get their heart rate up. Yeah. And so they look at the scenes and they do it in different forms. So they do it just without actors just the lights, the sounds, and so it, it they look at what the vital signs are is when they're going in and out of these the spaces, the scenes, the graveyards, whatever's in the design. Yeah, and then they, they're following the anxiety. Yeah. They're looking at what is the you know, what is the intensity of the scene, you know, what are they feeling? We want to get you right to the edge, but we don't want yep, you to have a yep, heart attack. Yep. And and so then and then the other thing is then they put actors in those spaces to kind of see how where and when those actors strike and do their scares is are they at that pivotal moment where they're tense enough they they've they've put down their guard where you can hit them hard and they you know obviously have a scare moment then go on but it's interesting because they they use smart devices to do all that that's very that is interesting and it's, and it's just understanding you know the layout of the the haunted house and to obviously create the best experience that right you can. well it's about creating peaks and valleys yeah and and walking somebody through that experience it's kind of like a roller coaster you know is it going down the hill after you get to the top or is it the anticipation of getting to the top that is the biggest right yeah i wonder if there's any of these devices that measure joy instead of being scared to your out of your wits now i got a run and stimpy thing going through my head <laughs> happy happy joy joy happy. i'm just saying you know uh yeah that's interesting i wonder if there's other other than the haunted house and, and entertainment industry that uh, use these vital measurements for predictive medicine or for other, you know, I mean, is there, uh, I mean, if you're a live crash test dummy, like what you were last year, Steve, and, and uh, he doesn't even bat an eye. I like the band. <laughs> crash test dummies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would imagine that there's probably some scenarios where they have live human beings that are being tested for things. I don't know. Are you thinking of anything? Nobody's thinking of anything. From anxiety? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, like, you know, other than entertainment, like if you're, are, are, are there tests of people in cars, you know, when they go off the side of the road or whatever that they can monitor vitals or, or are they able to test if you're falling asleep at the wheel? Well, they already they can... have that technology where they can monitor it. 
it's kind of like an OnStar device or whatever on your vehicle that monitor if you're getting drowsy by your really? your driving pattern. Are, are you swerving or weaving off the road a little bit? Uh, um, you, um, a lot of cars will have uh, you know every twenty minutes. It's like, are you awake? You need coffee? Pull over. Get get some coffee. Runs through your smartwatch. I didn't know this. Yeah. Does it actually talk to you and ask you that? Yeah. Interesting. What I find interesting is like the predictive part of AI yep. is is what I've heard a lot of the like aspects in in what AI will do. You know, predict predictive language. You know, predictive storytelling. But and then when you look at entertainment, you know, a lot of the entertainment world is trying to create the most unique individualized experience in a quote-unquote a group setting and so you know in in the haunt industry they've got haunted houses that are almost like the 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 old style books where you you would pick which way you're going to go with the book you know so you read a little bit and then it says if you want to if you want to go this way turn to page whatever and it's almost like you're creating a story within a story and in the it's not necessarily haunted house industry but production industries where they're taking people into spaces and they have to make decisions and choices. And that ultimately decides what their experience is going to be, where they're going to go in this haunted house. So you may not see the whole haunted house because you've chose to do X, Y, and Z. I see. And that's how you end up. And it actually ends up splitting you. Well, in, in their case, splits you from a group, which is part of fear, you know, taking you out of a group right, setting, right. separating you, those types of separation. But if you look at AI and predictive, enjoyment of let's say a movie if you're watching a movie would there could there be multiple endings or multiple ways the movie goes and ai will predict how you're enjoying the movie to what the outcome of the movie is going to be actually the movie industry did that uh, not long ago where they and it's common practice now but they would have multiple endings it started out as okay don't let the you know keep the cliffhanger a secret and they would film multiple endings so that it didn't leak mm -hmm. and then they started filming multiple endings and running them through different test groups and what's the most favorable outcome for this movie and, and dumb way of getting a predictive outcome that they would go through these sa sample groups and and okay which you know did the puppy die at the end of the movie which i will never go see one of those or did it live and that they started ending movies off of what that sample group mm -hmm. uh, was relatable to. Yeah. So there was a dumb version of that before. Yeah. There's now now there's an AI version of that. It'd be interesting to see if in a predictive medicine, predictive but predictive entertainment. You know, as to you know, you're you're thoroughly enjoying something. If all of a sudden you get bored or something, your vitals show that you're getting bored. It will automatically change change the movie change the movie to increase your entertainment yeah my, my, my guess that uh, before that happens or when it starts to happen that predictive advertising will be first yeah oh <laughs> yeah. you like that person eating those doritos huh here's a doritos ad you, you know thought so. about a dorito marlo yeah oh <laughs> that sounds good cool ranch no i like the i like the original the originals, the best. Yeah. absolutely where are you at in Doritos? Original. So you gotta be. Taco in a bag. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Taco in a bag is fantastic. The Tech Ranch. Super talk. Tech Ranch. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, 
Well, as crazy as it is, we have to start wrapping up the show. Three hours on a Saturday already. That's crazy. And without a margarita. Well, we got through it, didn't we? Yeah. Well, almost, anyway. Uh, Getting close. Uh, Matt, okay, so you have a full slate of activities for, you know, what you got going on in Mandan, North Dakota. So, you know, let us know. Or I guess, first of all, how do we find out information? So you can go to visitmandan.com, yep. and that will link to the Buggies and Blues event page. Yep. And um, and there's other events, too. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. The, the, so if you're, coming, if you're coming to North Dakota at all this summer, you should check out visitmandan.com, yeah, right? It's the official portal for all of our events this summer. It's kind of if, like if you're driving through from New York and happen to bump into Marlowe. That's right. Yeah, there's you, a story You can come there. look for Marlowe, actually. <laughs> Marlo's going to be our official, unofficial um, ambassador to visit. It's Mandan. like a scavenger hunt for Marlo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I already thought I was the unofficial ambassador. Where's Marlo? We'll yeah. put you on there. We'll, yeah. we'll put a big welcome on there. Yeah. So, but no, um, no, it's you know the the second weekend in June. There is just it's it's turning into a, a, a nice motor weekend for anyone who likes cars and vehicles and whatnot. You know, we kick off races on Friday night at Dakota Speedway. Um, Saturday we got the Hammerdown. Um, show and shine truck show truck pole going on down at Dakota Speedway uh, Saturday during the afternoon and into the evening we've got the uh, food vendors downtown Mandan um, the big stage will be set up and then we've got the classic car parade that goes off in the evening we've got great music um, and bands on Saturday night and then Sunday um, we've got obviously the, the big car show but we've also got um, the uh, airport flying at the Mandan airport pa- uh, planes and pancakes so you can get breakfast out there but we got great food vendors, a lot of great activities, um, great feature acts like Steve Darnell coming in. So it's just a great weekend of fun in Mandan. And? And what? We'll be filming. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. With Steve coming into town, we're actually going to be bringing the crew in to film uh, Destination Celebration here, too, for National Classic Car Day. That's right. So if anybody wants to wander down and potentially be part of that filming that's going to be going on, um, come on down and check that out, too. So should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that, actually. So, yeah. No, that's yeah. going to be a, it'll be a lot of fun. Steve's all excited now, I can tell. I am. Yeah. Well, and you had your little reveal party for... Uh, over at Dykstra Park at the library, a new addition to the library yes. for your <laughs> destination celebration <laughs> and the technical issues. Well, <laughs> so yeah, nobody the tech really guy had technical yeah, issues. Yeah, it was but funny. of course they just got those TVs up that yeah. afternoon, so all the bugs weren't worked out. But a fascinating show. I mean, the the, the show destination celebration is. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah, gonna it looks a, like it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think that. Uh, the craziness that Latoya and I get up to while we're celebrating these national days will be interesting as well. So, uh, yeah, so you can check that out at DestinationCelebrationShow.com, too. But we, we will be filming uh, in Mandan that weekend. So, um, and yeah, we have, uh, so Latoya's coming up as well. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Alicia Carr. She's coming in from Germany. You didn't know I, that either, I did didn't you? know who, explain to me who she is. Well, she just works with us. Oh, but, okay. But you know, she'll be flying in. She's all excited. You know, the the I just love that the last her last name is Carr. <laughs> She's flying in from Germany, so she can be here for that. So, uh, so that's good. And then you have Fourth uh, uh, of July activities as well. Yeah, yeah. So then it's less than a month later, and we hit the Amanda and Rodeo Days annual celebration here in town, and 
Uh, obviously got the big uh, Mandan Rodeo going on. They're going to kick off at the brand new arena that's been under construction. Yeah, new facilities. New wow. facilities. That'd be cool. nice. They, I think they got a big, they got a big uh, music event kicking it off. Uh, Chancey Williams coming in to perform there. Chancey didn't call me either to back up. Just uh, saying. Okay, well, his his loss. His <laughs> it loss. is his loss. That's I'm right. Sure, I'm sure he can use AI to re, re, uh, yes, recreate yes. your voice. Yeah, you didn't need yeah. a backup singer. You needed a backup dancer and wasn't sure if you were available for that. Not available for that. Okay. <laughs> so so it's, you're, yeah. It's like Speedo asking me to be their <laughs> spokesperson. When I got that across, I'm like, then that's kind of an inside joke. Speedo actually reached out about uh, for a destination celebration uh, in a product integration type of role, uh, wondering if I would be interested in wearing <laughs> their pro- yeah. products. And I'm like, are they after the old... The 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 <laughs> bald and oh, come on, you've seen now? that TV commercial oh with goodness. the with the dad? They're getting ready to go on vacation. Oh, yes. He's wearing the speedo, yeah. and the daughter's yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. that would be that would be the, me. yeah." But you could run that in conjunction with Harry Back Day, <laughs> <laughs> National Speedo and National Harry Back Day. Oh, it would be uh, nestled gold chain day. It truly is <laughs> about their eyewear, by the way. So I just want to put that out there. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do like racing goggles and, and so things for stop swimming. Stop painting and, these visions. Okay. Heads. <laughs> I, I went you down completely, entirely the wrong road. You have to stop now. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm going to add a little bleach to my margarita now. <laughs> <laughs> so visit mandan.com. Yep, visit mandan.com. Right. Any other events this summer? Uh, those are, you know, we've got touch truck in May and then those are the big ones that kind of kick off through the whole yeah. season and, and then it just kind of goes right into the fall season. Yeah. I don't want to talk about fall, but you know, cause summer is just beginning, but it, right. it, it goes by quick. It does go by quick. So. Well, one of my favorites is actually the, the craft fair that it, yeah, I, that's a lot of cool shopping stuff. Oh yeah. My wife loves that. Yeah. Art in the park. Art yeah. in the park. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's fiftieth year this year. Oh, geez, are you serious? Yeah, Art in the Park celebrating fifty years. Are um, do you know anybody who's coming back that was at the original one? Other than uh, you, <laughs> was not at the original one. Um, I don't know if anyone's coming back. We <laughs> we, uh, we did a feature story in the New Man and Magazine on Nola Helm. Okay, one of the first creators of it and and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think um, Jerry was there too, right? Jerry, Jerry Dell, Dell, Dell around. Oh my goodness, that's right. Oh my goodness, I don't think of Dell being that old. Yeah, yeah, it just seems amazing. It's been around for all those uh, those big events, and, and in fact, the Mandan Progress Organization is celebrating 30 years this year as well. Right, right. So a lot of big anniversaries this year. I do remember the first year of the Mandan Progress Organization, so that's that's pretty cool. So, yeah, so check it out, everybody. Mandan Progress dot no man visit mandan dot com visit mandan visit mandan dot right? com not yes. your email address visit mandan dot com. You have any announcements, Steve? No, I, I zero. Yeah, listen to you weekdays right here, right? If you want. Well, and kind of a big celebration too. And I've been working with uh, with them. Um, so the Nor- Western North Dakota Honor Flight. Yeah. And this weekend they're off to D.C. with the veterans. Okay. And they're coming back at eight o'clock Monday evening. Great opportunity to give them a little welcome home. Last year they. Did a big welcome home. And so we can just show up with signs and whatever. Show up about seven thirty at Wave the Biz- flag Bismarck Airport. Okay, and uh, you know a lot of those Korean and Vietnam veterans didn't get a welcome home, and uh, actually, a little sad side of the story because they prioritize uh, who gets to go 
partly by age and health a little bit. And uh, they did have a World War II veteran who unfortunately passed away uh, leading up to this honor flight. So, okay. but uh, yeah, yeah, get out to the Bismarck Airport then about seven thirty Monday yeah. night. Greet our... last springs was phenomenal. All right, and a lot of people out there, but uh, always a little room for a few more. Yeah, yeah, so just get out there. Oh, there's plenty of room out there. Yeah, so the airport's beautiful. Get out there and check that out as well. So. Blue skies every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> well, Steve, but yeah, great way to, great yeah. way to give back to the veterans. So Great show today, Steve. Matt, thanks for spending three hours with us. No problem. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, my goodness. I really didn't expect you to be here all all day. I enjoyed it. it. A yeah, lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. And, and to everybody out there, enjoy your weekend. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Living with technology. And uh, don't forget, you can always go to the Tech Ranch for all kinds of cool stuff. And that's a wrap on another fantastic episode of The Tech Ranch. Remember, if you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super